everybody, welcome to Vigigame Apocalypse. I can't believe I'm doing this instead of playing Metal Gear. I'm Michael Rapares, your host. Who else is here with me? Henry Gilbert, back again. And of course, the Doof Warrior, Chris Antista. And for the very first time, hopefully not the last, it's... Tyler Nagata. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like we should play a musical sting after that. We should. Probably Note up a cat. Well, I mean, a classic talk radar thing would be to play the... Yeah. For Tyler? Gong me, baby. I don't believe... You gonged him all the time. You don't remember that? He asked for the gong. I'll take a gong. No, I don't think I gonged Tyler. I'd like to... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe I gonged Tyler as a person, but that's done when we talk about something super weeaboo in Japanese. No, which I, Tyler usually did. Well, excuse, excuse me, if I may speak on behalf of all Orientals. <laughs> we like deal. Uh, <laughs> but we also like gong. All right, God um, damn it. I, I just remembered, I, I swear, I, I remember when Tyler would say, thank you. Oh, thank you, yeah. yeah. Now I sound like the racist. I'm just yeah, you quoting. Do. Yeah, you do. And you put it on me. Uh-huh. And I didn't appreciate it. I'm sorry. I promise this show is about video games, although it may not seem that way. But we're very excited to have Tyler back. This is like a talk radar reunion for us, a mini reunion. I should have done it sooner, but you were working full time PR. Yeah, and it's, it's true. And what do you have to offer a podcast about honesty. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, just saying. But do you want to, Do you want to make an announcement? I think I can talk okay, about it. So right. um, today was my last day at one PR studio. So, uh, that's Which represents... Oh, well, they're, they're a great public relations agency. Uh, mm-hmm. some, of their, some of their clients right now is uh, the Creative Assembly. They're mm-hmm. developers for Total War, yeah. Warhammer. And Alien. Alien Isolation was a recent one. That was, that was, mm-hmm. that was a great one. Yeah, and they, they have a lot of mobile clients, too. Uh, Netmarble. Uh, developers of Future Fight, Marvel Future Fight, we were talking about Tyler earlier. got me into a crazy taxi party a That's few true. years back. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, true. Nice. Is Hulk Hogan still in the game? <laughs> I think that was a limited time promotional thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was something Sega set up with Hogan, and I think it was for, yeah, for a limited time his likeness could uh-huh. appear in the game. Cool. <laughs> cool. Brother. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, but you're going it, where? Can you talk about that? Oh yeah, I'm heading to a exciting new uh, com- uh, new new job. It's at a company called Digital Extreme. Dark Sector. Yes, Dark Sector, and also Darkness Two. Darkness Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Warframe. Warframe well. is their kind of kind of main title. It's I just unlocked a Warframe antenna in Rocket League. That's cool. I did. Oh, I did. Really? I did. Was that on the PS4 version? Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. Nice. Yeah, it was. One, I think it was the first free-to-play game on the PS4. I do believe. Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah it, was it was like a launch early. game. It was, yeah, I played it. The last time I played it, sadly, was before launch. Mm. Uh, so it was totally ready to go. It was like the only. It was the only like pretty thing the PS4 had to show. Speaking of, which, I'm pretty hungry. I could go for some launch right now. <sighs> oh, oh my god! Also, a lot of King people of... might know they they did some work on. They did the PS3 version of Bioshock. Oh, that's yeah. right! Yeah. Yeah. And they did like a lot of multiplayer work for that series too. Nice. So. I forgot that. Yeah, cool. So I'm going in-house shooter shooter Man. dev studio. So yeah, yeah going from being a PR hired gun to an inside. You're yeah. on the inside mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for a few glorious days, you can speak freely about yeah. games in any way that you <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Trash them, boil them, <laughs> mash them, stick them in a stew, whatever. Uh, but. Who do you hate in the games industry? No, <laughs> not I that hate the most. <laughs> but it's oh man, it's such a good week this week. We've got fucking Metal Gear. We've got Mad Max. We've got a bunch of shit to talk about. A lot of news. Mad Max? 
I did. Okay, I, did, I wasn't sure if you were going to stand by that. By the way, Michael said like stand I, by the fact that I said I was going to play Mad. You Max. You said you were going to play Mad Max out of obligation because none of us were going to play it and play Metal Gear instead. Also, because I was excited about. I it. know, but you said I think I, I as much as I want to play yes. Metal Gear, I'm saying this to your credit. And I did. I did play several hours of Mad Max mm-hmm. and then like one hour of Metal Gear. Yeah. So, so at least I got the, that in. So the tutorial. Uh, I got through the hospital sequence yeah. and was left where. Ocelot just basically leaves you on a ridge saying, eh, it's Afghanistan, go do what you want. Mm. It's This is the freest country of all, <laughs> Afghanistan. Uh, under Spoiler Russian rule, alert. of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. But we're going to talk about that more in the second segment. For now, Chris, you reminded me of something that is, is actually happening next week, but by yes. the time I figured that out, I was like, fuck it, I've already put this together. Let's I blame go Dave. for it. Dave had the day I wrong. blame Chris. Sep- God damn it! I do too. <laughs> September, and, and we outvote you. Mm-hmm. September 9th is the 20-year anniversary of the PlayStation's release in the U.S. Whoop, whoop. 20 yeah. years of the PlayStation brand. We are ready now. We weren't ready then. No, we weren't. No, no. But, uh, a purple head told us uh, we are not a red letter that is e. I was actually not ready, if I recall. No? Yeah, because I was a big Nintendo, Super Nintendo fan, not much of a PC gamer at that point. And all that had come out was like the Sega CD and a bunch of those other weird-ass disc systems with their stupid postage stamp, FMV, Mad Dog McCree games. And the play, and like I was interested in the Saturn, but all my friends were interested in the PlayStation. I, I didn't look into it enough to see that it had games that I wanted. I thought I just didn't like the disc mm. era of games. So like I was just like, I guess I'm done. I'll play just Super Nintendo games for the rest of my life. And one one overnight slumber party with Twisted Metal later, I was a PlayStation fan forever. See, I wasn't ready because I was a broke-ass high school yes, senior who still relied on his parents to buy him the one game system he was allowed to own, mm-hmm. which was an N64, and then I got furious because PlayStation started stealing all of the uh, oh, yeah. games that should have been Nintendos, like Castlevania, Final How Fantasy. dare they steal the games from Nintendo, man? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the us. games that would always always would have been Nintendo games. Yeah. Why are they PlayStation games now? Well, well, yeah, Nintendo was, <laughs> was married to many women and was yes. very bad to all of them. <laughs> I was <laughs> Sony Sony came along and treated them very nicely, offered them good deals, Relatively and they nicely. were quick to abandon them. Yeah. Well, I think it was the CD, the medium of CD that made a big difference there as, compo- as compared to a super expensive cart. It, it did. There were there were like four CD systems before the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It made They a were CD. all garbage. Yeah, they were all terrible. And so like I I wasn't convinced as a consumer that would be where I'd be playing games from here on out. If I well, want to play games on CD, I'll do it on my computer. Well, my family, you know, definitely spoiled us rotten, mm-hmm. but I uh, we committed to the Sega Saturn. While meanwhile, I was like, "No, nah, I'm waiting for the N64." So mm-hmm. we rented a PlayStation the week it came, or Thanksgiving. We rented PlayStation on the Thanksgiving of the year it came out. That was my first taste of it. I rented Tekken, uh, Ridge Racer, and this weird shooting we're game I completely forgot about. Loaded like, was it loaded? I don't know. Uh, that wasn't launching. Oh, mm. I remember that. Loaded one. is awesome. Mm. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. That was my introduction to, oh, PlayStation games have FMV openings. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is the most beautiful thing. <laughs> well, and Look, if you just, if, if like a year before you were losing your shit over Donkey Kong Country, those FMV cutscenes were like mm-hmm. making planets of fans, of gamers everywhere. Yeah. It was, it was a way to get a much higher resolution uh, footage than the, the system itself was ever capable of pumping out. Mm-hmm. Although it did have that amazing T-Rex demo that came like with T-Rex the demo. the included disc initially or, yeah. or like that was shown in stores where it was just like 
this big, beautifully detailed T-Rex like in Jurassic Park that you could just rotate the model and look <laughs> at it while it walked. It's very impressive at the uh-huh. time. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I also forgot that this was the 20th anniversary coming up because Sony celebrated yeah. the shit out of the Japanese and, and first anniversary last December. Like That's when they did this PlayStation yeah. experience right. and they that's put right. out those uh, PS4s that were colored like uh, PlayStation uh, 1s yeah, that you yeah, couldn't yeah. buy except yeah. for like tens of thousands of dollars I on just, eBay. I, I didn't and remember I, the launch being that huge of a gap um, in between East and that's West. That's how it was back then, baby. It's crazy. Yeah. And like Sony didn't know how to sell a system in America, they probably were just like, "Let's see if let's see if the our home country will actually buy enough of these, and then we'll send it to America." Mm. My first memory of seeing a PlayStation in action was uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. Three with those big arcade sprites looking at Cabal shooting fireballs. Like yep. oh, this is way better than my Super Nintendo. We should have afford this. Five? Anyway, yes, the top five is the top five games. For the PlayStation One that were produced during its long reign. Oh, so just the top, the top five best games. Yeah, awesome. sort of chosen by uh, us. Well, I feel, I feel like I'm gonna. This s- is a very safe and anodyne list. <laughs> All right, no risks taken here. <laughs> uh, I didn't the put input into this, be so I'm gonna flash. be kind of angry about this. Oh about. well, you should have offered more input when I asked for it. Yeah, I'm like one of those people that doesn't vote and then yep, complains yep. about, <laughs> right. about Donald Trump being <laughs> right, our new president. Right, right. Yep, yep, exactly. Anyway, let's just jump in with. Number five. Did you miss that sound effect? Tyler? You must no. be a new guy, Leon. <laughs> Sorry, but it looks like your party has been canceled. <laughs> That's the most pressing concern Doing in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, Japanese voiceover. <laughs> oh, I got so much more of this oh, crap. Boy. This is Resident Evil Two, by the way. Wow. What's wrong, Claire? It's nothing. But I think I found a way out of here. We should be able to find someplace safe if we can just make it out of town. Oh man, so much cheesy dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, was kind of tight between this and Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, the original? this yes, yeah. Silent Hill OG doesn't stand hold up. It was pretty great for its time. Yeah. It was it was a departure from like Resident Evil sort of ushered in this whole wave of clones. It was yep. that massively successful. So like these horror games with. Fixed cameras and tank controls were like, uh, I guess, what would be a good analog for how common those were today? Uh, I guess with um, of war games, open world sandbox games, <laughs> yeah, person action, uh, uh, first person shooters. They have a Batman. They were a genre unto super themselves. streamable, scary games like Five yes, Nights at Freddy's. Yes, even better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Silent Hill was a departure from that. But Resident Evil Two was. I think the the best exemplar of that on PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it definitely was, better than Clock Tower, I'd say. But or was that was, only on PS Two? Clock Tower? Yeah, Clock, Clock Tower. Tower was on PS One. Okay, yeah, it's better Scissor than Clock Man? Tower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so much better than Clock Tower. Holy shit! <laughs> but uh, lot, lots of zombies, lots of jump scares, uh, and but it. it created a really good atmosphere of like holy shit you're in the middle of a city that's gone to hell it moves moved the setting from like a mansion where like oh of course everything can go bad in here mm-hmm. to like a downtown street like where you think you'd be almost safe but like no trailers or semis are crashing into things uh, bursting into residence. flames right right from the second game mm-hmm. no, residence was yeah there's no more residents than that yeah, but exactly I, I love the opening to that game because it felt like you were in the middle of like you know, Dawn of the Dead or something. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, yeah. 
You're just yeah. walking through, shit's blowing up everywhere. You go into a gun store, and the crazy guy's like, hey, fuck you, man. Don't get my guns. And zombies eat him and all his guns. And then you go on a then you go on a bus, I believe, right? There's a bus in there somewhere. I mean, how could I forget the bus? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking a stationary bus. So you yeah, a stationary bus, yeah. And also that it was like different you got real different stories between oh, yeah. uh, between whether uh, you chose to Claire play as and, Leon or Claire. Yeah. And you would play yeah, as right. both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But your choice determined like which one would occupy which part of the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it'd be very different depending on which one you chose. Was was Resident Evil Two the one that had that really cool kind of new game plus mode? Well, it yeah. wasn't a new game plus mode, but there no, was like did. a mode where yeah. you were really low on ammunition yeah. and guns, and you, you could just play had as a block to block sur- of tofu. Yes, yes. Yeah. well, yeah. you had to work hard to unblock but that it tofu did, but mode. But that's it, new game plus to the extreme. <laughs> to the extreme, yeah. like yeah, and you yeah. just had to like save as many people as you could. Yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, you were. But you had to finish the game, like I think, well over. Two times in order to unlock everything it had in the in yeah, the first back game. Back before there were achievements, they had to build in serious incentives yeah, to replay yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, eventually unlocking Honk and Tofu, all like that was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a badge of honor to have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it also before you could just watch a secret ending or Tofu mode on YouTube? Yeah, yes, exactly. You'd have to do it for yourself. Fucking like screenshot taken from a yeah. CRT television. You got to read about it in GamePro. Or EGM two would tell you how to get it. Or Die Hard Gamer. Right, right. Yeah, I guess it was the best of the survival horror games. It's not, it was directed by Hideki Kamiya, who would go on to mm-hmm. do many great things. Yeah, there was also that great April Fool's prank in EGM about how uh, Akuma from Street Fighter was hidden <laughs> in Resident Evil Two. I forgot about that. And that true. you could play as him. It's actually true. <laughs> no, it is. It well, is. and now that game is finally getting a true HD remake after yes. the, after the success of one. Desperate enough and out of ideas. To... After the success of one ten years ago. <laughs> I like well, that. And I'm sure the other games on this list, but two Japanese companies finally have to bow to fan pressure to remake something because instead they of are, making something because new. Because they can't make anything new. Yeah. That's too risky. It's too risky. So they have to just do they have to do what the fans tell them to do. I, like I, I just like all of you cheered for it, but there's also a reason you should be sad. For for twenty years, they said we'd rather do something original, and they finally said, "Nah, this is safer. Right, we're done with we're done with original. Yeah, we're done with trying. Original like, is improper. Let's just remake the thing everyone eh, has to I remake." I mean, you know, Revelitons two just came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, which was the return of Claire, who I really missed. I love the I really like the character yeah. of Claire. She was like the one character missing from Resident Evil Six. Um, well, any woman with a background, like it was all new women, mm-hmm. but then the dudes with the longest history. I'm just saying it was a very sexist game for that yeah, Actually, Jill uh, wasn't in that either. Nope. Yeah, God exactly. Well, what the fuck? I mean, Jill really got, like, kind of shit-canned in 5, I have to say. Like, she... Yeah. She, just, well, she died for real. I oh, it. yeah, I know. I, I When that game... <laughs> when, when Butters reviewed that game for P-Tom, and he had played it a month before it came out, I told him, like, you just tell me, Jill's not dead. I mean, right? She comes back. She must, she must come back. He's like... I can't tell you. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah. Generally, <laughs> when people die in cutscenes between games, that mm-hmm. means they're dead for good. Uh, and especially when there's nobody and they fall off. Uh, and, yes. And with the main villain of the game, if, uh-huh. if their death involved disappearing with him, definitely <laughs> dead. Seven minutes. As someone who was a publicist, now I do kind of like that uh, mm. Butters respected the NDA. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> I, I think Butters. I think. Three years later, Butters would not have done that, but uh, I think he was new, new to the gig. And Such stuff. a sweet yeah. boy, <laughs> Scott Butterworth of mm-hmm. PlayStation, the official magazine. Like I feel like I should throw game. out that ex- explanation. Five. But mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two also introduced one of the best characters in the series. Sorry about that. When I saw the uniform, I thought you were another zombie. 
I mean, she is in six. Who are you? Ada Wong. And what are you doing here? Oh. I'm looking for some guy named Ben. I'm popping popcorn. Also, you're a jerk, Leon. <laughs> yeah, those are that's the sound of footsteps oh, in yeah. RE2. <laughs> that's the sound of her heels clicking on the... Yeah. The sound of a broken I, toy helicopter. You know, Ada Wong is a very stereotypical femme fatale, but I do like that they, even up until 6, they're, they're playing with the line of her, mm-hmm. like, is she evil, is she not, kind mm-hmm. of thing. 6 finally confirmed she is not evil. Also, but. 6, I thought her campaign was, like, the one thing that justified the rest of the game. Uh-huh. Like, hers campaign was so good that it made the suckiness of the rest that of it. That felt like they just realized, oh, wait, we need something to connect all this shit together. Mm-hmm. Now, she'll just be in all three of these games that sure. we stitch together and pretend is one game. Uh, whatever. Anyway, Resident Evil 2 Get over good. it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, if we're beginning with that, just imagine how great the rest of these entries are. <laughs> it was Number a good game. Four. I feel like the hell? D- Dave would recognize what this the if he hell were here. Was that? Maybe this will make it a little clearer. Yes, but which? Uh, I'd two. say three. Yes, uh, two. Even three is better. Three was a port. Three is not as good. Three was yeah. a port done by Shaba Games for yeah. PlayStation One. It was like one of their first big projects. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. It's not. Two, yeah, okay. Two's two the is best amazing on PlayStation. Two is amazing on all platforms, but it debuted on PlayStation, and mm-hmm. it was the best there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm no shit excited for Tony Hawk 5. five Jesus yeah. Christ, I can't believe they're doing that. It's it's really hard for me to build excitement. Yet another thing. But that, but when you think about how streamlined and cool these Tony Hawk games were, like, simple, do this fucking trick, str- uh, yeah. string this trick together. Well, 2 was the one that introduced the manual, so you yeah. could string yeah. 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 everything. Yeah. 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 Manual, man. I just, yeah. And I do love, that's why I love 3, the revert. It was sort of like, you can... You can kind of do one straight trick for two minutes, which you could never do before. But the manual is definitely more... Uh, it it, tra- it blazed that trail, and I love the manual, and I love the Flatland tricks, and I can't wait for five, and I can't believe they're going to... They're retconning eight Tony Hawk's games worth of continuity to, <laughs> they, call, to make see, Tony Hawk here's Hawk's my five. confession. I was never able to pull off a manual effectively. Are you serious? And so I, my favorite so is, didn't is, like is still... Kind of the first one, just because it's very simple, and you could still play two like that. Yeah. But that's when it started to go in the direction of like, yes, we're going to encourage a certain amount of meticulousness and right. chaining together combos and and going for really high scores. You can't just you know do do a Christ air and you know three sixty off a ramp and have Stale fun fish doing two that. sack tap three sixty. Did you see? Did you see that guy in real life did a Christ air? Yes. Oh wow. It was it was a made up move that they figured Damn. was physically impossible and then. Oh, my sad old so. bastard punk rock friends to like share skate videos on there. I just love they still care. Uh, I like. I mean, the uh, the THPS games really. Dude, I think I think it pushed. They touched it. a certain. They were a real touchdown of like yeah. a, as much yeah. or more than the X Games pushed skateboarding into a mainstream thing. And mm-hmm. I, like I was a little kid on the fringe of that all my. My friends were skate uh, skateboarder, skater boys, if you want, if you will. Also, such great music in these. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like nice, and it has the uh, scoring yeah. noise in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm getting goosebumps. That is very synonymous with a certain point in my life. Like yeah, we just yeah. did that every night. Well, those Tony Hawk games, I feel, you know, 
it's just the that experience of you know you're sitting on the couch and you take yeah. turns. Yeah. You know that's one of those ones I strongly associate with. Like now it's your turn and yeah. you, know, you just play mm-hmm. all night, yeah, just yeah, yeah. passing it back yeah. and forth. Call it know, like it has like ah uh, you didn't spell skate correct right? <laughs> <laughs> or a horse. You play a little horse with your friend. Yeah. Uh, but it, it it like it does get intense to a street fire, fighter level of like timing and precision and inputs. Absolutely. But you don't fight another person. You fight a static environment. And then you pass the controller on. That is, yeah. and I remember it like, inst- like I kind of lost touch with Street Fighter because I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't. I wasn't going to go into frame data and like fight my friends. Mm-hmm. But this was like it encouraged like six of us in a dorm to like just get great. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really always good. a static environment either. Like yeah. two added things like the helicopter that you could activate mm-hmm. in the in the hangar that would start spinning its rotors and take off. And yeah. miraculously did not kill you if you flew into the rotors. Well, the time limit really made it, you know, it was a great passing around thing, and the music could fit to it every time. Music and like this? <laughs> Goldfinger was the first one, wasn't it? Superman was in the second one. Was it? I'm a super. God, that, oh. fucking, that, that was the music. This is trying by the way, to sleep. Lost count of sheep. That was all the music I was actually listening to at the time. Mm-hmm. Not only yeah. was it not on television, it was never yeah. in a game. I was huge into ska me when too. Tony Hawk was was new. Me too. So this is like a godsend <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that your impersonation oh of all ska? I don't know what yes, you were doing. Yeah. Just doing there. That sounded like a, a calliope trying to entice people <laughs> in a 1930s circus. Wait, wait. Do it again. Chicken up, chicken up, chicken up, chicken up, chicken up, chicken up. You sound like John Philip Sousa from that Mr. Show sketch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Palooza. Palooza. That's... <laughs> so, it's such a tuba. It's not Scott. But yeah, you can't do that with a with a Dark Souls or a Batman Arkham Knight. You yeah. can't like be like, hey, you know, pass the controller. Yeah, you know, yeah that. exactly. But it also feels like a package. It's it's hard to charge sixty dollars for now, like every, full every full, year. every year a full retail price. Yeah, uh, but it. I think it's purest time was on the PlayStation. Yeah. The, the later, I mean, three and four are fantastic. I think three too. is arguably the the high point of the entire series. I like collecting them gaps in three, four, four. I feel like is when the Bam Margera era yeah. began. I wasn't into that. Four the Bam also Mar era. It Bam Mar era. Nice. Uh, it, it's also sort of when the series moved from like just a pure like here's a timed run in a contained environment to like here's a s- s- quasi open world you can skate skate around and get skate missions from people right, or whatever. Right. Yeah, there were yeah. like quests, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and then that that sort of gameplay went on to, toward Thug and the execrable American Wasteland and. Right, onward right. and downward. Remember testing the uh, the plastic board in? Oh, our, I remember we trying to. It. I remember Shane Patterson standing. I like, like, no, seriously, this simply doesn't work, guys. This doesn't work, and it was, it was a shocking realization to play to watch Shane Patterson. I think we all push Shane to be the guy to play it. Like, uh, no, Shane, you play. It. We don't want to. I, I, I have pictures of my first iPhone. <laughs> I, I keep files of all my old iPhones. My first iPhone. The first 80 pictures are me in a Tony Hawk ride demo. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh was I, that when we went to that place in the Metreon? Shit. I, I know what you're talking. What? Remember what you made Tony Hawk say? Because we both met what Tony Hawk. What did I Hawk make yet. Tony Hawk say? Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember. I vaguely remember. Because Tony Hawk was such a nice 
gent, like just like would he's you, a gentle soul. And Tyler yes. was like, we should get him to say some plugs for the for the podcast. <gasps> oh, that's right. And I'm like, I'm not asking Tony Hawk to do that. He's a millionaire. <laughs> uh, and, and and Tyler's like, no, ask him to do. It. And like and so like I pussied out. And, and Tyler's like, can we get you to say some stuff in the mic? And he's like, I'll do anything you want. That was his response. <laughs> I will do right. anything you want. I remember. If you talk <laughs> about this thing, I will do anything you want. And, that's that's the kind of pitch man you need out of yeah. celebrity yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, no, Activision like you, basically uh, owns. Did you guys use that? Did you yes, use it was Games Radar. What did you say? Because it, it, you it, you laugh, made yourself laugh. And like <laughs> I'm not going to ask him to say that. You know you don't want him to say that. Uh, Games Radar. Like I ride with Games Radar. Oh something yeah, like something that. like that. I ride with Games Radar. <laughs> talk like, Radar. Game or something. Ra- talk Radar is the podcast I ride with. Something and, like, like that. <laughs> and he said it. And he said it. You made him say it. Uh, wow! You gotta find that yeah. little clip or something. Uh, I, I might still have it. I do if you used it, no, but it was something. It was something even sillier than that. Like, <laughs> it, well, hopefully, there's some super fans listening who can tell us exactly what that was. And he said it right. I remember he did like the first time. Uh, and I still have my yeah. Tony Hawk signboard. I don't like that, that poor WWE diva that right. Joe McNeely tried to. Mm. Get to say something about games. You're listening games to WWE.com. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah. You're watching Games Raid Raiders. Gaming Radars. Radar. Yeah. Games Radar? What? GameRaiders.com could not. Game Raiders. Be Game Raiders. Poor Game lady. Raiders. Uh, yeah, anyway. That should be our URL. Uh, should? Oh, yes. we gotta fucking get that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Just, it's time to make Henry angry. Number three. Oh, this is seven. Better not be seven. What if it is? When you, you made do. a mistake. Did I really? Yes. Are we are we in the territory of arguing over best over Nine most important? Nine be better than seven. Eight is kind of better than seven. I Tactics think, is better than seven. I think nine had a better story. But if I'm looking back at what I was doing in nine, I cannot tell you anything beyond like, yeah, I remember like a tree full of rat people that yeah. got exploded. Mm-hmm. Whereas Final Fantasy seven. I worked so many hours grinding out fucking chocobos so I could get Knights of the Round. That's right. And the fact that I loved the game enough to invest that much time and effort into it, I think is indicative that it was pretty great. Well, I I think it did. It it really did bring that. Henry, Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's a mess. It's kind of a mess, though. That's right. it's kind of a mess how much the character models just change. Like, there's all these like different character oh, models. Yeah. There's, it has really bad pacing. Once once Cloud gets in that wheelchair, that's some bad pacing, man. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, it says something I've completely forgotten that part of the story. Yeah, he becomes catatonic in a wheelchair for uh-huh. a very long time. I will say the build of Sephiroth is great. I think he's he, the, he there's a reason he's super memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely better than the Dragon than Dragon Quest Seven. I'll, I had I'll a Sephiroth right keychain. I love that character. He was my Bishy. <laughs> I thought, wait, is it Bishy? Bishy, Tyler? probably. Bishy, I don't know. Bishy. Does that uh, make the joke better? No. no, I don't know. I this is just a question about Japanese pronunciation, <laughs> man. That's all. That's all I want to know. Uh, yeah, look, Seven Seven's the most important RPG that was on the system. I'd say it's just mm. not my favorite. Also, getting a remake begrudgingly. Yeah. 
begrudgingly you give it. I will concede. I'll concede it was maybe the most important, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you play it at the time, or did you go I back did, and play it? I did it? play it at the time. So it's not like, oh, well, maybe you went back and no, played it after it had been out for a while. No, I liked it, it at the time, but then as time has gone on and I look back at videos of it, I'm like, yeah, that's ugly. Or, you know what, honestly, mm. I think Advent Children was the thing that really put me over the edge. I was like, oh, this is real uh, stupid. Like, <laughs> was, oh, no, this, was stupid. it always this stupid? I think it was. But it's like, fun. And yeah. like the the types of gameplay it offered were more mm-hmm. diverse than anything else. They had a snowboarding level that yeah. was just a complete throwaway. Yeah, and he also gets raped in a in a, in a, in a brothel too. That's debatable. The, the, the camera cuts, and he the... goes on a date with Barrett. What? <laughs> okay. What are you saying, Henry? Well, who did you pick, Yuffie, or who's your girl? Oh, I don't know. I was kind of more partial to Tifa, but mm. I don't remember who I ended up with the first time with no strategy. Games. My little brother went with Yuffie. That's his. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I was more of a Tifa guy too. You're more of a Tifa. Yeah, Barrett. She's cool. <laughs> She's cool. Yeah. Mm. She's cool. Also, I'm sorry, but. Even though Advent Children was horrible, that one scene where everybody <laughs> is like, "Lift them up." The yeah, goosebumps. I got a little. I kind of cried a little bit. I cried a little bit. I got a little teary. It was a little goosebumps. Shit, that's See, another thing. Yeah. The, the Turks. I've never seen such a great visual. <laughs> Fucking metaphor. love the Turks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the Turks. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Turks. Yeah, yeah, Rufus yeah. and the Turks, or the Tarks, if you're a hardcore Japanese player <laughs> who insists on saying Aerith. Which I do, actually. I was going to say, who are you talking to? (laughs) Myself. I have to say, I I always preferred Eris because that's an anagram for Arise. So, Eris is not dead. In my case, I I tend to think, like, the things I'm introduced to first are the things I tend to like and think of as the true whatever and Uh proven wrong. And a friend of mine in college got the Japanese Final Fantasy VII. He was telling me about it. And in Mm -hmm. that version, she was very much Aerith. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so yeah. When when no. it came out and she was heiress, I'm like, what the fuck is this Americanized she... bullshit? Well, opposite. Did he call Cloud Crowdo? <laughs> no. Although the original name for Cloud when the game was first announced was Claude, like C L A D E. Well, I have spiky hair. You know, similar... I don't say much. That makes it easier for the player to relate to. Me. There's a similar situation in Fire Emblem with Marth, which we know him as Marth mm-hmm. here, but it's Marthu, and it really is to be. It's supposed to be Mars, as in the god Mars. That's what his name should be. Uh-huh. When the, you know, nineteen in the late nineties, when AD, when ADV localized the Fire Emblem oh boy, anime, they called him Mars because I think that was a more accurate localization. Because he looks like Sailor Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish I was Mercury. Dead. He looks like Mercury. I don't know what Sailor Mars looks like. I also don't you care. You sure don't, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm sure she's fighting evil by moonlight or something. Yeah. That anime is for girls, <laughs> Anyway, man. Well, you know what the type of fan I was in 1997 and 8 was the kind of insufferable fan who said it was way better in the 60-bit era, mm-hmm, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VI forever, yes. and it's called Six Guys. It's not three. It's <laughs> not. That still may be my favorite. I, and I think, like, the iOS version that came out a few mm-hmm. years ago holds up amazingly well. It Not is really. still so much fun. Yeah. I haven't played it since Final Fantasy VI Advance, which had, to date, the best localization the game ever had. Like, mm. uh, yeah, that so was really I, good. I'd like to play that iOS one, see if it's got the same. Yeah, like, everybody gave it shit for, like, changing the, the art, but, like, it really doesn't lose much. I, mm. I don't like the smooth art art. I know, smooth I know, art. but I it's do, there. I gotta say that. It doesn't, it doesn't change the game. It's It just looks a little different. I want, I want sharp pixels that'll cut my face. Also, another one of my favorite things about 7 that could not be done before uh, the PlayStation era, and which 
became cliche so quickly that it it's not done to the same degree anymore. Want to see if you can guess? I'm guessing this is the summit. Yes, yeah. yes. But which one? Oh, oh, it's uh, damn it! Uh, it's, the, it's the it's the slot machine one. But no. Go park the gate. It's the second most powerful. Oh, Ramu? No. Uh, Odin? No. Uh, damn it. Bahamut. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. The dragon that is basically like a fucking laser satellite. Yeah. Spreads its wings, takes in energy, and then unleashes this gigantic bolt that just shoots toward the earth. And then you just see switched perspective. You see the sky. There's like a glint. And then this gigantic column of energy comes down, smashes into your foes, warps the ground underneath them in like this expanding bubble of cool <laughs> effects. I, I will. I think it's the summons, or why I don't think eight's better than seven, because those summons became the worst. Oh god, they were terrible. And remember, like same with the draw system. I wasn't a fan of the draw system. The, the PlayStation Pocket, that like little memory card with mm-hmm. uh, with controller buttons and a screen, like you were supposed to be able to like raise your summons like virtual pets on there. Yeah, but we didn't get the no. Pocket Station in America. That so. might be best. So or yeah, Pocket Station. Yeah, not PlayStation. Fine. Pocket. Seven is. Seven's good, yeah. Ah, I win. But <laughs> seven is good. I if guess. I were to put if I were to put an RPG on here, it'd be Vagrant Story or FF Tactics. Oh. Like that's well, what you should in when I asked you. To. All right, let it just be two. It was a, it was a, actually a close heat between this and Suicoden. Yeah, actually, I'm two. surprised Dave didn't convince you to get Suicoden on here. What convinced me in the opposite direction is that this is about to become a very Konami heavy list. Oh, yeah. ah, I see where we're going. Ah, now. Ape ah my time yes. to shine. What? Yes. <laughs> Ape Escape was not a phenomenon. <laughs> no, the first one was Sony. It was, yeah, he's, Sony. Ape, Ape Sony. Escape, they're in uh, fucking Metal Gear. Yeah, the, uh, you know what? Well, now we already know what the next two entries are, so let's just end the list now. <laughs> <laughs> now let's continue. Number two. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. How could you want to skip this, Henry, when there's so much audio gold in here? Yeah, it's it's the worst audio, but some of the best visuals on the system. I recall when this came out, reviews trashed it. As some reviewers, like Next Gen Magazine, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Next Gen Magazine. Didn't like that it was two dimensions. They're like, this is not taking advantage it's, of the system. This should oh, be three right. dimensions. That's why I didn't play it immediately. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's and it's why Sony of America didn't bring over a lot of 2D games that came out in Japan because they're like, this doesn't make our system look good. So we should feel lucky we even yeah. got Castlevania the, Symphony. There of the was Night. like a huge debate among fans at the time of like, yeah. like 2D games are, are fantastic. Why is everybody ignoring them? Everybody, everything has to be 3D now. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be a shooter. What the fuck is this? Croc Legend of the Gobbos. What the yes. fuck is this shit? <laughs> we all went Croc instead of Symphony of the Night. We, we, we never we never regretted it once. Did I, did I tell you guys about that interview where the creator of Croc says that he showed it to Miyamoto before Super Mario 64 came out and that they took his idea? I'm sure. And, and I think he's full of shit. Yeah, well, that's that, what that makes him is. sound like a 1980s record producer. He ran up to Miyamoto and like, here's my game. <laughs> that, that, you might even say that anecdote is a crock. Yeah, Symphony Night, first ever Metroidvania. Yes. Is a term some people this is don't where like. the, This is where the term Metroidvania was coined. I, I worked, is it really? Yeah. 
Wow. Because because <laughs> Castlevania, this was the it's first almost, Castlevania yeah, that was yeah, like a Metroid. It's, it's almost unfair because it's a Castlevania game that's like Metroid. <laughs> so it, it doesn't deserve to be a hybrid genre. Yeah, but then it started doing more and more it, of them. And then, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Metroid Nintendo made like three Metroids at that yeah. point. Castlevania's Castlevania is making more it. games like this than Metroid. Though so. Igarashi wasn't even actually the boss of this game. Like, as in, like, he wasn't the, he wasn't the top guy the making boss. this game. He... It was Dracula. Yeah, Dracula was the guy in charge. But uh, but Igarashi kind of just turned this... He became the 2D Castlevania dude. Yeah. Uh, and But anyway, yeah, Castlevania 79 is... It's still... I think it holds up the best of probably anything on this yeah. list. And Well, except for maybe the next one, but... Nah, uh, it holds it also, up better than that one. It also has the best voice acting. Do you know the name Rita Belmont? Of the Belmont clan? <laughs> of course, but... He disappeared about a year ago. And I'm sure he's here. Richter Belmont? She, she overpronounces that in like every take. <laughs> so, did you find Richter? I don't know if he's the one you're looking for, but I found a Belmont. But the one I saw was the enemy. He was the lord of this castle. That can't be true. You're wrong. I, I, I must go now. I'm not going to stand around and argue this. <laughs> I'm just going to flee. Uh, but, I mean, but I feel like I'm talking the most about this. But you guys, what did you guys feel about Symphony of the Night? It's fucking great. I remember great. the animations blew me away. Oh, yeah. yeah. I played it twice in one sitting. Just Alucard's uh, uh, cycled animation oh, with the yeah. glowing cape. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Even him just standing still and moving forward and backward, I remember doing that. Oh, and yeah, Just being yeah. mesmerized by it. Yep. And as a kid who grew up playing the Castlevania NES games, it was such a change of pace to not play as, like, an aggro whip guy anymore and be a fey, magic-wielding uh, Dracula dude. Have to swing swords and other different weapons. Mm-hmm. I'd rather Start turn into bat. mist. Yeah. And then run and around bats. an upside-down castle. Mm-hmm. And it had that kind of light... I want to say like a RPG element as oh, yeah, your character kind of became powerful. You're and leveling you know, you up. You go back to your the older. Yeah. It toured you. Th- it it toured you through like earlier levels when you're getting to later. Remember areas. Hearing it, you'd see the map and there's like one little block of the map. Right. And like, For hours yeah. I can't get in. It's right near the entrance <laughs> too. It's so infuriating. Well, it, it kind of introduced this idea of like. Taking the Metroid idea, but then adding two different levels of progression. There's like the Metroid cell progression, right. where you're finding new items and abilities that let you get past obstacles. Sure. Right. And then there's the RPG progression, where you're actually building your character, your attack uh, abilities, your weapons, your okay. loot, shit like that. Maybe that's where Metroidvania comes mm-hmm. from. Yeah, probably. And there were cool <laughs> bosses and stuff, too. It was, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Huge screen filling bosses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as in as much as people like to. Like Liked to say at the time, like this isn't using the PlayStation's capability to its fullest. Like it was doing stuff that the Super Nintendo could not do. Yeah, and not just the wonderful voice acting, but the, <laughs> and, and soundtrack. The soundtrack actually is. You mean is like great. this kind of voice acting? You have ever been the ally of humans? Have you forgotten what they did to your mother? <laughs> Think you I would forget such a thing? No. But neither do I seek revenge Execute against them. Response. <laughs> <laughs> think you? I would get. Yeah. I. Do you think they were just told to read verbatim off the script? Probably. Two people who aren't in the same room and they're being like I directed think, by a Japanese man. Well, who don't give a shit how English speakers pick up their horribly written dialogue. Yeah. Uh, but that and and I don't, I don't remember how. Like they may have been accident. That's like the computer trying to get the next track loaded like it, it may have it wasn't because I remember yeah. GTA was the first game that I saw like 
this dialogue scene is one audio track with animation animated over it. And every Japanese game was like, stop. Load. Right. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Load. Gotta find the track on the CD. The end of the world, but... Load. <laughs> uh. Load. <laughs> and... <laughs> well, Michael, you must yeah. have the most famous quote of all time. I want to know what a man is. Don't you? Uh, I don't think I have what is a man, no, but I do have what? this. Whiff. As you can see, this is a PlayStation black disc. Mm. Cut number one contains computer data, so please don't play it. But you probably won't listen to me anyway, will you? And then begins the music track I've been using for the raccoon breaks for like the last <laughs> several tens of episodes. Uh, it's funny what Konami could... They did this, they did Silent Hill, they did number one on this list. Seems like they just did it... I know Silent Hill just came together by accident. They didn't even have like a team. It was just like dudes came together and said, we want to make this. And Konami just let them. Yeah. yeah. Some it's, guy it's, just, it's like the janitor just showed them a sketch one day and they're like, what is this cryptic design? And then they scanned it and it was actually an entire game written in machine language on a single piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Yes. Number one. I want to ask you something. I need information about Metal Gear. Huh? Metal Gear? See, it's not just Snake who always no. asks the questions. Everybody's confused about stuff. Yeah, the Metal, Metal Gear Sh- Solid. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, this is the best. It still holds up really well. <laughs> no, it's like this, this and Castlevania: The Night and Final Fantasy VII. In addition to being great games, move the medium forward. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, nothing on this list did that more than, and it, that may make it most of. I, I, I'm curious about the idea of revisiting. MGS1. It seems insane. No, I think it holds up relatively... Well, the last time I played it was, I think, 2001 on a Bleemcast disc. Oh, goodness. Uh, which was playing... Uh, you could turn your Dreamcast into yeah, a... PlayStation play, emulator. Well, but yes. it would only emulate Metal Gear. Yeah. It was and one disc that emulated one game. And I think Bleem got, like, sued out of existence Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's my favorite shirt legal. our friend Christian ever had. Like, into, the, into 2007, had a Bleemcast shirt. I'm like, dude, that is, <laughs> that is so elite. <laughs> Gotta well, have it. It was a PC emulator that they were trying to sell as a commercial product. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, PlayStation sued them out of existence. And then they're like, oh, but we're just emulating one game on a console. So it's people have to buy a game that, that license fees get channeled to you. And mm-hmm. so eh. you're still like, no, fuck this. But, but it was, what, how does that apply to something like Hyperkin? You guys familiar with those? Hyperkin. Uh-huh. They make those oh, systems yeah. that Retron. Can, the Retron mm. system. Yeah. Oh, well, the, can, the patents have run out. I think on the yeah. technology. Oh, so because they can, so yeah. much time has and passed. I, and I think also like there's no laws against reverse engineering something. So mm-hmm. as long as you're not using any of the original technology, you're just trying to. You're starting with the game and saying, "How do I get this to work?" Mm-hmm. Then uh, yeah, it's a little bit different. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. the patents have run out on the old Nintendo. And those things are awesome, by the way. But okay, sorry so, to sidetrack. Did anybody even remember the series Metal Gear when Metal Gear Solid I came out? I didn't. But I only, didn't. but mainly for I feel asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the first spelling error I picked I up. I mean, on. It, but was, it was fun. It was a fun but sort of impenetrable. Yeah, really NES complicated. Game. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you really needed a strategy like, guide I to get anywhere. I didn't go back and pick it up until like Metal Gear Solid taught me to play the Metal Gear on the NES the mm-hmm. right way because mm-hmm. I yeah. was I was approaching it like I'm going to move right. For as long as I can. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna metal fight gear. everything. <laughs> NES, yeah. NES. For all the yeah, for all the polygons and voice acting and and talking about nuclear disarmament, it's uh, you know it plays so similar to the original. Yeah. They kept the core mm-hmm. of the game there. I do think that's probably why it ages better too, because 
it's still just a top-down. Most areas are just top-down yep. shooters, you know. And it had the coolest bosses of all time. Oh yeah, there are six members of Foxhound involved in this terrorist activity. Psycho Mattis with his powerful psychic abilities. Sniper Wolf, a beautiful and deadly sharpshooter. Decoy Octopus, master of disguise. Vulcan Raven, giant and shaman. And Revolver Ocelot, specialist in interrogation and a formidable gunfighter. And finally, in charge of them, Foxhound squad leader, Liquid Snake. Liquid Snake. What? <laughs> At that point, Master Miller busts in. He's like, that Liquid Snake sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I like the sound of this <laughs> He guy. sounds like a guy you should hang out with. <laughs> and buy birthday presents yeah. for. <laughs> I think he shares the same birthday as you, Snake. Oh, I've said too much. <laughs> uh, by the way, is this the one where you gained HP by smoking a cigarette? After no, you, you, lose yeah, you lose HP. You lose mm-hmm. HP, but, you, but your shot is steadied. Mm-hmm. Oh. Your shot is steadied, and there's also, like... Some lasers, like a, a laser ah, yes. trip grid, and You'll you see can you can find oh, right. the infrared goggles to see them, or you can just smoke a cigarette, and it'll reveal them as you go through. But right from the beginning, it was a really cool it touch. Had a, it had a warning, right? Like smoking is smoking terrible. Smoking bad out. thing, yeah. yeah. Everybody tells them smoking sucks. Like he had to sneak them into his stomach. Like I, that's <laughs> when, like the earliest lines, like I snuck it in my stomach. Yeah. She she basically says like we searched you everywhere like not my stomach smoke if you got him <laughs> I want to smoke that badly. jet fuel can't melt steel beams <laughs> uh, that's how I started smoking this is from Snake you saw how cool it was Please. it was so cool yeah I'm just teasing that's all dogpile Konami right now <laughs> they turned me into smoker <laughs> and I also but, started committing espionage yeah. and I mean started building okay. killer robots <laughs> we can joke about the voice acting now but it was eight thousand miles yeah, ahead yeah, of yes. everything oh, then. By somebody so far I think it was. Dreams here because I was I can't stop doing snake impressions. I think it's I think he's been a terrible voice actor for a long time. David, David Hater, Hater, David Hater. Yeah, I, like I hate I hate his voice, but he he's like Hater's voice. Keeper sounds better, but mm. Hater is Snake. Period. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. Like that's that's yep. how I that is how I feel too. Keith, I mean Keith can act uh, circles around David Hayter, I, I, though I don't think he's getting great direction. And it seems like they employed him to say twenty words, and that's all well, you're getting I, out of I Keith. I do wonder that like. It it's, makes the game more realistic having a professional actor in there, mm-hmm. but may, maybe Kojima and Kojima Productions, let's hold back a little on Kiefer because it really is kind of disorienting if you've been with this character for years mm-hmm. to yeah, hear him true. not sound anything mm-hmm. like him. Though it's also is another point that bothers me about the Keef mm-hmm. is that. They still kept the Japanese voice the same. They didn't feel like replacing him. Mm. They just replaced David Hayter. Like, well, yeah. he's Japanese. He's worthy of respect. Yeah, uh, I get it. <laughs> but uh, Metal Gear Solid also had one of the most believable female characters of its era, and, and the girl I, I was mean, with at the time, like hardcore, related to this woman. When I joined up, they gave me psychotherapy to destroy my interest in men. Well, not that hard. Same smart men. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> all right. Are you hurt? Not yet. After all, I was disguised as a genome soldier. Mayor, so why'd you change? You'd be a lot better off dressed like one of them. I got tired of disguising myself. The truth is, the uniform smelled like blood. Uh, Meryl. But she couldn't disguise. She couldn't disguise those hips. Like nope. rusty. Those pens. hips don't lie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, also, if you burst in on her while yes. she's changing, you get this, to see her in her panties. This was pointed out in Anita Sarkeesian's news video. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the women as rewards. Women as rewards. Yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. all about that. And 
No, Meryl. She's your reward for surviving the uh, the interrogation. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna have to go off into the sunset uh, sunset with Hal. Yeah. Who wants that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here. speaking of Hal. Or how long are you gonna stay in there? Huh? Are you one of them? No, I'm not. I always work alone. Alone? Are you an otaku too? <laughs> Come on, get out. Oh, I've never so heard easy that to term forget, before. Like, I'm so used to Otacon that it's mm. it's it's easy to forget that. Like, no, he's he's named after an otaku convention in Japan. Well, and it's just weird. They, I'm, I, I, it was so strange at the time that they kept Otacon. that in there. That they kept in otaku, which yeah. Now, Amer- like I know tons of Americans who refer to themselves as otaku, and it's just an accepted, like, mm-hmm. transferred word at this point. Oh, but yeah. Not then. Yeah, well, and among anime fans back then, it was totally accepted. Yeah. Well, and I- it was so weird to hear it in something as mainstream as mm-hmm. a video game. Well, because I was a big fan of otaku no video. Of course. As, uh, Gainax's uh, finest self-referential work. Mm-hmm. Can, can you marry a pillow on the I, battlefield? <laughs> I just, I just kickstarted the Otaku no Video Blu-ray. Actually, I want to do like a YouTube supercut of Otacon crying every time somebody he loves dies because yeah, it a, happens in like every game he's in. Though the first time the tears are, he's, he, the liquid is coming out of his penis, not his. his That's eyes. true. That's true. He pees himself when Gray Fox comes in. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it's Cyber Ninja. Oh, Sorry. No, spoilers. Cyber Ninjas. I don't want to spoil everything, guys. Uh, no, I mean, also, but yeah, Gray Fox is the biggest badass in the world. Cyborg Ninjas. When you walk through that hallway of the blood and the corpses, you're like, oh, holy man. shit. And you're like, like this, this is this a mature is like, game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a monster at the end of this. Mm. Holy fuck. There's a monster at the end of this book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> No, that was great, and and also hearing Leonardo as Liquid Snake was pretty cool, and and the I mean the shit the the ending when you think it's like oh no I've had my boss fight it's over and then you start chasing him in a freaking jeep and you're shooting oh, him like oh, I yeah, forgot yeah. about such that a great part. ending yeah well I think uh, one uh, one of my uh, somebody on Twitter Phil the guy asked mm. me earlier he said like I'm 30 I missed Metal Gear when I was a kid can you please explain to me why this is such a, a great like uh, such a highly regarded series, why Hideo Kojima is important. Mm-hmm. And imagine Splinter Cell. Now imagine if Splinter Cell had like this weird combination of super high level, like Cold War storytelling and dialogue mixed with like these bizarrely goofy fourth wall breaks for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Well, and, and, and and also a lot of navel gazing and philosophy, yeah. and yet it all somehow came together and worked, I, I think and was utterly unlike anything else at the time. I just playing through Ground Zeroes and streaming five with you guys. It's it it it, it does so many things. Other games, it has an, a weird knowledge of history and assumes you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, does any anybody remember uh, the anybody here? Like, just I was playing Metal Gear Three recently on like the other day on my PS4, and it's like. It asks you if you've seen the Japanese version of Godzilla, mm. and like yeah. consider consider well, a it different perspective to you on another why cut. they're different. Why exactly? And like, and it, it's and it's in a pre-cracked world where that shit wasn't like that information <laughs> wasn't a dime a dozen. Uh, it, it, it like ask, do you know what the Bay of Pigs was? Well, it was for a bunch of stuff Kojima made up, not because of uh, anything we've read about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you, like in order to understand that, you have to have read about the Bay of Pigs, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of a crazy thing for a game to ask of somebody. And I think it does all these things in a really clunky way. But yeah. there's no other game trying to do that at mm-hmm. all. And in 1998, even less so. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Also, Metal Gear Solid has the single best moment of the PlayStation generation. Mm -hmm. You doubt my power? Now, I will show you why I am the most powerful practitioner of psychokinesis and telepathy in the world. Psychokinesis. And it has nothing to do with that delivery. Mm -hmm. When you fight Psycho Mantis, Mm -hmm. he gives you a demonstration of his power on PlayStation. I don't think this is in the PC version. It it sort of is in the GameCube version. Yeah. So you're supposed to be playing this with a Dual Shock. He tells you to put it on the ground, mm-hmm. and and then he gestures, and at the same time that he's gesturing, your controller's motors are going off. So it looks like he's pushing it mm-hmm. in different directions with his mind. Is, and he he reads your memory card to tell you what other Konami games you like. Yep. Escape. <laughs> no, it's That's so not one I of know. Them. It's yeah. It's so. It was just so damn clever. Yeah. And I love the callback to it in Metal Gear Four when his ghost shows up and he he finds out that a six axis does not have rumble. It's a, great, <laughs> it's a funny scene. His ghost yeah. shows up. Also, how do you beat him? Mm-hmm. How do you beat him? Oh, you, oh, you, you, you plug it into the other controller. Yes. Yeah. Second board. Because he, he can't control the second. Is stuff. that the bit where you have to look at the the CD box back to see the frequency? No, no, no. That's no. to get the frequency. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. The back of the box. Research Ugh. me look on box bag. <laughs> <laughs> Has any other game done something on that level that I'm try- I, I try to think, box? but I, I bet I bet they suck too. The, well, the, I mean, they, Fez did that. Like yeah? Fez had a lot of stuff like that. Like scan, you scan, you scan like an AR code, and it'll take you to a thing. Like Fez, Fez is famous for that. Yeah, but but I don't know. I don't. I don't remember having. I don't know. Like breaking the fourth wall and asking you to do things you're not used to doing in a game, mm-hmm. up to and including unplugging the controller. Well, there were also so many little. There were little secrets all over the place, and the yeah. people were still finding like months afterwards. It it had so much replayability for Multiple a single endings. player. Game. I remember yeah. I remember watching my friend. He's like, "Come over. I'm only going to pause this for an hour, but I just unlocked the better ending." Get oh over shit! Here. And so that means you failed, Meryl. I, I forget. Saying? I forget exactly what he did because he was way more obsessed with it. Uh, than, than the me. thing is, like, you almost had to work at getting the mm-hmm. bad ending because uh, it was um, like all you have to do is mash a fucking button, mm-hmm. and it's a little annoying. But like, who gives up on? That? I don't remember what what it, what it was. <laughs> like, but, like, no, this this button mashing is too much for me. But in a pre YouTube world where the internet was in its infancy, like he did a shitload of research, like through message message boards, to learn the difference in, in a different way to beat the game that we didn't know about very mm. early on. Mm. Thank you, Sam. Well, there was mm. also uh, if you saved Meryl mm. on the new game plus playthrough, you got a bandana that gave you infinite ammo. That's right. And so we kind of had to wait until. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 before we learned definitively if Meryl was alive or dead at the end of MGS1. Oh, yeah. Except that there was a hint for people who knew about that in Metal Gear Solid 2 when, uh, like, Snake gives you some ammo and and Raiden asks him, like, don't you need ammo? He's like, nah, and he, like, taps his headband and just says, infinite ammo. That is so great. I forgot all about that. God, Metal Gear 2 is the most ridiculous game. One of the most ridiculous games ever. It falls apart so incomprehensibly at the end, and yet it is lovely. Although, I wonder if 9-11 didn't happen, how, if it would have fallen apart just a little bit less. Because hmm. if you guys don't know, the end of the game involves a ship crashing into Manhattan, and they had to slice a lot of stuff in the two months before its release to, to get rid of any 9-11-y type things. So it's it causes forget about that. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah. You remember what else was pulled? What what was pulled from shelves because of nine eleven? Yeah, that would be Spider Man two, Electro's whatever. Well, that the, wasn't what I was thinking of. But did that get pulled? Well, they yeah, it shipped and then it was pulled and immediately replaced. Brett would tell wow. you a long story about seeing it at Toys R Us, ah, but okay. the final boss battle happens on the World Trade Center. Uh, the the famous one that was pulled was WDL War Jets. Oh, uh, which was one. a game where you could crash planes into buildings, apparently, oh, <laughs> among wow. other things. I do remember people talking. Well, I remember people talking about Microsoft Flight Sim a lot, but that's because didn't yeah. they say that's how the terrorists learned to fly or something? Uh, I'm sure that had something to do with it. But let's talk about 9/11 more. We're closing. <laughs> we're, close, we're closing yeah. it up. Hey guys, never forget Metal Gear. One more thing. The other best moment in the game. When you fight Revolver Ocelot, it's in this small room that's, like, wired with explosives. There's all these wires in the middle of the room to keep you from going in there. So you have to run around the perimeter while he's bouncing bullets off the walls to hit you. But if you decide to play it stupid and run straight in in the middle of the room, everything blows up and you hear this. You idiot! <laughs> oh, that's right, right in studio. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's going to close us out as we go out on uh, Midge Ewers' cover of The Man Who Sold the World. Mm. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some, some other Metal Gear. So this is a good transition. Some Mad Max, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Which came as some surprise. I spoke into his eyes I thought you'd die Oh man, I love Nirvana Unplugged. That is the best album. Hey everybody, I'm the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I'm here to tell you, just like every week, how to support Vidge Game Apocalypse. And really all you need to know is don't. Just don't support it. This show sucks. The people suck, everything's garbage, my life is a goddamn mess. So thanks for listening, and... Get the fuck back on the mic. <sighs> Fine. Alright, so you can support the show by going to iTunes, whatever, subscribing, liking, thumbs-upping. Give, give it a five-star review, why not? Uh, tell a friend about it, go on Twitter, uh, where all your friends are, I presume, and say, Hey friends, here's this show called Vigigame Apocalypse, it's about games and there's a raccoon, and oh my god, I've run out of 140 characters, why can't I stop typing? This message will never be published. If you, if you don't want to give money directly to the Laser Time host through Patreon dot com slash laser time you may have noticed that there are amazon links running down the right side of lasertimepodcast.com go click on them why not it's fun click on them and uh, see what they have to offer and then uh, wrinkle your nose at it and type in whatever it was you actually wanted to buy from amazon and as long as it's in that same session we'll get a cut of whatever you spend you spend nothing extra amazon loses money on the deal we get money on the deal it's fantastic for everyone except amazon presumably finally go to the forums at lasertimepodcast.com comment on the articles at vidigameapocalypse.com let us know what you like about the show and be be 
snarky bitches. I don't care anymore. I'm furry. I'm warm. I'm ready for winter. This is going to be amazing. And I'm not going to have a goddamn thing to do with these guys except for the five minutes every week that they drag me out of my hole and sit me in front of a microphone and tell me to talk. And through the sheer force of their will, I do so, even though I'm just a simple woodland creature that likes to eat garbage and hoard rat skulls like all normal raccoons. Anyway, that's been my spiel. Thanks for listening to it. Enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to our vibrant and lovely second segment. You know what that means. It's time for... These are the new releases, they are releasing new releases. These are the new releases, everybody cares. Metal Gear, segment over. Now, uh, <laughs> the Phantom Pain is finally out. Yeah, that mm-hmm. uh, the the... I guess not Hideo Kojima game because it doesn't say it on the box. Uh, well, only in every single credit, every two minutes. That's uh-huh. that's absolutely insane. Yeah, that there there. I are, didn't realize they were credited, credited by every maybe, mission. Maybe that's why they took it off the box. Like, no, you used up your allotment of credits. <laughs> a lot in the game. It is a lot. I I just shocked. There's credits for every mission. That it's like Ground sense. Zeroes that way. Yeah, but I thought that was because one mission is Ground Zeroes. Like that. I, <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe how many it happens. There are. Like we saw, created and written by Hideo Kojima like four times uh-huh. in, in like an hour in a ninety-minute stream. Golly, like, yeah, yes, yeah. golly is a good. Response. So you guys have played this more than I have. I've only played as far as it took to get into mm-hmm. Afghanistan proper and be set loose by Revolver Ocelot. I played through the intro in the hospital, which I thought was amazing. I have a bunch of theories, and I'm kind of furious that I can't look up characters in previous games to see if I'm right about these theories. Because, because you'll get a giant spoiler. I will find spoilers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just you simply cannot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that's what I did. You know, I had that similar problem with, I learned with Danganronpa when I just wanted to like see who played a character. If you put in like character name Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. Google autofill to death scene and just oh cool yeah. this character like, dies uh-huh. when I said this on this week's laser time which is about animated endings that matter I really like the show Avatar and I looked up Avatar and like it wasn't just in text it was like a big section of the wiki like ending of <laughs> death of major character like god damn it that's not how you d- I was being curious yeah. well like that that kind of shit bit me in the ass when I was reading Game of Thrones mm. too because uh, like Oh, I want to see like oh, what what does this character look like in in like the the art that accompanies the books and like the role playing games and stuff and like oh I found this this fan artist that oh this is really cool I, I like these pictures and I go and like oh that's what the red wedding is okay thanks <laughs> thanks for that uh, okay now I know now I know but I'm I'm very determined to avoid spoilers with this. I'm gonna do um, my best with uh, yeah. with Metal what's Gear. it's uh, 30, Gear? 30, 60 hour game. What what, what uh, say? Some people are talking like eighty, 80? in some reviews. If you yeah. want to do everything, yeah. hundred kind of and get the true ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't have time and for that. See bullshit. the true true. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> also Konami has blocked. You can't at least through the native sharing things on Xbox One and PS4. Yes. You can't share video or screenshots. Batman like, had that too. Did, I mean, you've encountered well, that right in now, certain right? certain cutscenes, yeah. but not like does it do through the, the totality whole game? of the game. It seems I've I've wow. read it's, it's certain really like, not even the start screen. I I've, I I read that's what Wario sixty four said, and that guy knows what he's talking. He about. He knows his I, business. No I believe with what, Wario sixty four. <laughs> I'm not crazy. 
but so so what do we think? <laughs> what, let, let's dis- discuss early uh, non-spoilery theories. Who do you think the guy with the bandages is? Uh, Solidus. No, that no, no. can't be Solidus. He, he yeah. fast ages later. That's true. No, uh, I don't know how you guys keep up this fucking real? story. I really don't. <laughs> like, I like these games and I played them, and, and I've gone back to do research. And it's so convoluted. And I don't silly. think the bandages guy is the is real. I think he's. I don't know. I he does a lot of stuff that seems like only a real person could do this. Well, but I mean, who would he be? Gray Fox? Like, they don't have many characters to just pull out to be that guy. You want to hear not what my theory is? Oh, sure. Because that guy has the voice of Kiefer Sutherland. I think that's the real big boss. I don't think you're a big boss. Oh, that you've been a clone big boss the whole game and that the real big boss has been building outer heaven the entire time? Maybe. It's me. You. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, You're a nine-year-old clone with my memories. You were woken up in the hospital. I'm me. Your arm just didn't grow all the way. I can see him being the fourth L'Enfant Terrible who had the most fastest of aging. Ooh. Uh, Most fastest. And... Well, I also think I think I predict the game will end with you taking over playing a solid snake, and then you'll basically play through Metal Gear One in Outer Heaven. That would be pretty cool. That'd be a nice. Surprise. Nobody and, tell us if you know. Yeah. Don't <laughs> fucking yeah, tell don't us. We don't want to hear it. And I mean, after all the problems this game faced, all the like behind the scenes shenanigans that seemingly were going Wait, on, it the, was really more chicanery. Chicanery. Okay. Sorry. After all that chicanery, after Thank Kojima. You being like silenced and all this stuff i missed all his tweets about eating ramen and, and buying and buying uh, blu-rays and i missed those oh, man. he's he's gotten back to doing those but uh anyway it, it finally came out like this god i waited so long for this game i remember like in 2012 when it seemed like they were going to announce it he's just like yeah we made a fox engine well what's it for metal gear maybe <laughs> maybe yeah gee i wonder yeah. The what what year was it when they revealed at that? I think it was 2011. Stupid like, uh, gamer awards that doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, they revealed that fake trailer that didn't have Metal Gear's oh, name the on Phantom, at all. When it was just the Phantom Pain made yeah, by Norwegians, yeah, they, they created a fake company. I think it was 2013. I think. Mm, 2013. They had they had a guy as Ishmael. No, like, 2012 did it was a, December 2012. An interview. Yeah, it was December 2012 because it was. At GDC 2013, I was in the audience for the reveal the, of the formal reveal of the Phantom Pain trailer with Kojima there, and it was uh, oh god, that is one of my favorite trailers of all time. The one yeah, set really to good. the song by Garbage, uh, yeah, uh, but it's that one's great too. Mine's the one that sounds like an old James Bond movie. Oh yeah, the, like the six the, minute trailer, the new one that's like the most recent one that's like yeah, shows the legacy from, from like and then set to ago. the quiet song. Or, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you must have heard that eight thousand times I in did. a row from your booth. I did. It was great. It was like Guile's theme and uh, <laughs> and that Metal Gear trailer. I'm, like, I'm surprisingly okay with this for four days straight. Yeah. This is awesome. Wow. That was back when Konami like had a booth and videos and games and stuff. Do they not and, have a presence at E3? Uh, I remember last year's E3, they had a booth that was nothing. They inside, <laughs> literally nothing. Thing. Like inside, they they had a demo, but on the outside, it was just blank walls because apparently they decided not to show games there. It was it was very strange. What about I don't my know. Pez because, soccer that wasn't there. nothing was playable there. Nothing was playable there. It was it was a shocking thing at the time. But anyway, look, who cares? They finished it. It's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last Konami game you'll ever have to care about. Yeah. No, they're and, gonna. Be, there's the the Metal Gear Five colon S game that they'll make. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, what should it be called? Well, they didn't. I'll have you know they didn't do that with Metal Gear Four. There was never a second edition they of Metal didn't, Gear Four. But Konami was also still making games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that they are not, I imagine they'll want to sell it again. Yeah. Also, I kind of have to give Konami credit that uh, Metal Gear Solid Four remained a PlayStation exclusive. It was that a was, true exclusive the yeah. whole way through. I never. I feel like they must have signed a deal they yep, shouldn't have. They, like, they, they signed a contract. Both sides claimed have. out loud over and over there was no money that exchanged hands. Man. It's just an honor thing. It's just like we yeah, said it'd be PS4. So, mm-hmm. What is that saying? Uh, it's a it's a good compromise if both parties are unhappy, not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Both parties. But I'm unhappy. really good at business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Comes up in Game of Thrones. I am, I I am excellent at business. Uh, I haven't played any of the online stuff, and I gotta say yeah. those microtransactions from the description of them sound pretty gross. But uh, uh, I like Fultoning ships, uh, sheep. That was fun. Yeah, Fultoning mm. is uh, the Fulton system is pretty great. I can't wait for that. Uh, but it, yeah. it, it makes me wonder though, like, are there people who bought this for the online and aren't are ignoring that, the single player? Who are these people? Who are these people? I mean, come. On. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those people exist. You're probably right. Though, actually, the mother base is so cool, I could oh, the see the fun in in yes, sharing so. people invading your mother base and Ooh, back and forth and yeah. slowly building That would be kind of cool. That's, it, that's, yeah. I, again, I don't know much about the game. I usually don't. I don't look. I don't watch a lot of playthroughs before a game I might buy comes out. But mm-hmm. so, the, the, like, we're streaming it today, and a lot of stuff hit me by surprise. That base stuff of like being able to steal people and recruit <laughs> them to your team, including dogs and wolves. Uh, and and goats. They, yeah, and goats. And they all meet you at your base, and you can just uh, tackle them or upgrade their shit or take them on and give them assignments. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I mean, they had it's the, it's a basic principle they had in the Peace Walker uh, games as well, but this is just like expanded. Yeah, I, 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 I am looking forward. I haven't played enough to see a stage that isn't Afghanistan or the hospital or Mother Base, which are the only three stages I, they showed ahead of time. I wish we had the stream to do over again. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to call out Dave. Oh, you're gonna call out Dave? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Everybody, like, but, but snitch Dave, on him. And Dave tell him he's loves Metal Gear Dave. more than I think. All of it. It's like it, <laughs> he was playing it very carefully and not very entertaining. But he he like he refused to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Like he was out, on a no. I kill do that run. all the time. Yeah, but like when you're on a stream and you're not killing anybody and you constantly get caught, like I feel like I didn't see much. But please watch the video, YouTube.com. <laughs> when I start one. killing people in Metal Gear, it's when I've just said, fuck it. Well, I, it's like I wanted to see more of like the options in the game. Right? It, it looked like the stream looked like someone sucking at the game, ah. uh, which is hard to play in a stream. So, again, I'm not throwing Dave under That's the bus. True. But I, like, I didn't, like, I just started playing Ground Zeroes, and, and I kind of delighted in fucking around and seeing how I could fuck with the guards <laughs> and... Uh, and you had two years to play that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just didn't have the money. I wasn't gonna pay thirty dollars for a fucking demo or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, actually thinking about it, like the Metal Gear Solid Two demo, not so mm-hmm. much Metal Gear Solid Two, but like if you're looking for reasons like why was Kojima important, mm-hmm. like that was so awesome, just being able to run around, fuck with guards constantly. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were behaving. Like real humans instead of mm-hmm. robots. Their AI AI's always been incredible yeah, in wetting in their pants games. as you're holding them up. Well, and also just like shooting. I remember like shooting bottles and stuff. So oh like, yeah, that bottle? was that was lots of fun. No, and and I feel similarly in in Metal Gear Five, seeing like the craggy uh, mountaintops and stuff. Like, oh, mm-hmm. look at every rock here; it's beautiful. Yeah. But I, I would say if you're gonna if you're new to the Metal Gear series and you're looking for like which one should I play? Play one, three, Ground Zero is in this. 
look, guys, you don't have eighty hours free. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> just don't play them. I I know no, there's that option too. Go just back jump and, in. With, just jump in with this. I think you yeah. could just play. You could just play three and then play Ground Zeroes. Gives you enough background on Peace Walker that you just do three this uh, three Ground Zeroes and five. I was trying to mm. emphasize that because I jumped into Ground Zeroes and just like this is a utterly presumptuous amount of information to, to think a person would care to remember or needs to know before they jump into a game. And then there's that off-putting aspect to, to Metal Gear, because I, I missed one game, and I felt like I never caught on. I never got on board again. And I loved, I did love the series. But Okay, but this isn't the only relic of the 80s that came yeah, out this week. Tyler, you're so bored, but we're about to get into something you can actually probably talk about. Mad Max... Uh, not only Fury Road on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. but Mad Max the game came yeah. out this week. I, I, I was, I wasn't looking forward to seeing Mad Max as much as remember Avengers Two was kind of yeah. out yeah. in the theaters mm-hmm. at yeah. the same time. I was way more excited. to see And Avengers the 2. cover features in the Mad Magazine you gave me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Furious Road. Of... <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've never been. I had a hard time after I saw Mad Max in the theater to think. Of another time in my life where I was so happy yeah. and excited yeah. after walking yes, out yes. of an action movie in the theater. Yeah. Like I think back on the history of all movies I've seen on like VHS <laughs> yeah. or in the theater. I think there was, of, there was like, so, I've been asleep all these yes. years. There was some yeah. point when Max was taking out like motorcyclists flying over ramps with a shotgun, oh God, where like yes. I held my heart like an eighty-year-old like grandmother, like. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. the, oh my word! That's yeah. not, I did not expect that much. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about like every action <laughs> movie and action scene I love, mm-hmm. and there's always like that one moment that mm-hmm. kind of stands out. You know, like Indiana Jones, like running away from the boulder. Mm-hmm. He pulls his hat mm-hmm. just as the door is closing, and you like cheer. You know what I mean? Or Terminator Two, like when he flips the shotgun to reload it. Yes. And he's driving, you know, mm-hmm. in that little mm-hmm. scene where the where there's the big truck chasing Hell him. Yeah. Mad Max. Every five seconds, there's <laughs> that, a moment like that. Is that it I, is just. It never stops to rest. Even when there's exposition, it's like yeah. the war machine is still rolling. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they don't even stop to repair did you, it. Did you, see what, <laughs> did you see what Steam did today? Or on release day? What did they do? They released, obviously, the game, but like uh, Fury Road, Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, Road Warrior, and Mad Max the Original, the movies on Steam. Uh, yeah, Steam. Yeah, so you can, you can buy like one big pack of like four Mad Max movies and the game. Yeah, and I knew Steam has had movies for a while, but I don't believe a Warner Brothers movie. Uh, and I can't think of the last time I saw like a movie thing promoted on Steam, except for when they like did that Indian esports. The movie, yeah, in the end, more and more lately. It yeah. just seems think, to me like a strange thing on which to watch movies. But I don't well, know. it's it's only if you just if you don't have an HDMI cord plugged into your TV. I mean, like yep. it's a perfectly reasonable. Like once Steamos in the Steambox come come home, like it'll. Why wouldn't you want to buy your movies there? You can literally trade your Dota hats and buy movies with it. Like, that's... <laughs> serious, that's, that's... Or sell your collectible cards. I meant to say Team Fortress hats, but you know what I meant, you fucks. You, I mean, Tyler I knows all about... Dota has hats, too. I have a fifteen a, a, a DuckTales background worth $15 in mm-hmm. my inventory that I could sell in the marketplace and buy Mad Max. That's crazy! <laughs> I only did that by playing the game. That is the... Few, <laughs> I mean, that's Barter Town right there. Yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, so, That's right. So wait, who runs Bartertown? Anus Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Uh, so, yes, but how is that? How is the actual town. game then from the uh, makers of Just Cause? I will say, if you are going into this expecting an experience on par with Fury Road, mm. don't. 
<laughs> it's really more an experience on par with running Barter Town as Master Blaster. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's um, I'm only a few hours in. Uh, I found the early parts of it painfully kind of boring and cliche. Oh, that's like. Well, it's it's just does that thing where like okay, I'm playing an open world, but I have to go through this super linear uh, tutorial phase right. where like everything's just a straight track. Basically, uh, I'm just going from point A to point B. Oh no, he, Chum Bucket wants you to go do this. Now go do that. Now go get a chassis for this car we're gonna build. And I'm like, oh, what a lovely trophy. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> But, but you then have, you get past that, mm-hmm. and then it becomes like this big open world where you can, you know, roam, roam around and steal cars and like harpoon shit. Like you can, uh, there there are like several things that dot the first couple maps or first couple areas, like uh, scarecrows and sniper towers. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like you're supposed to go up to them, like fire a harpoon at them. And you can just fire your harpoon directly into dudes and, like, yank them around. Or, <laughs> or you can pull dudes out of cars with your harpoon. I like the look of it when you gut shot somebody with a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, like, that's a pretty amazing yeah. visual. The, the combat is uh, Arkham, uh, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, like everything. Well, yeah, this right. is also a Warner game. Like, Warner yeah, game. Yeah. I think it's just Warner combat, yeah, now you should yeah. call They're it. They're trying to get yeah. their own uh, consistent feel. But... I will say, like, it feels stiffer than something like Batman, but at the same time, like, I really felt like when I was hitting somebody, it had a definite impact. Mm-hmm. Like, I am punching the shit out of this dude, <laughs> and I'm powering up a, a super punch, and f- I just sent him sprawling to the floor. He's fucking dead. This is great. <laughs> uh, well, uh, and to me, I just hated screenshots and trailers make it look like uh, a dull rage. A dull rage, rage the id game. game rage. Uh, no, I, well, it's a bit more open than rage. I do think it's well. It's an interesting situation where every, uh, I'd say, eight million video games copied Mad Max, and now yeah. there's finally a Mad Max video game. So of course it's going to look like the video games that true that yeah. were inspired by true. Mad Max. Like that's Alien I, suffered a lot I, of that. From, I mean, my, from what I saw, it looked a lot more like um, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla. Like that was a feel. I was a little bit, a little bit. That's not a bad comparison. Yeah. When actually. I saw the trailers, it kind of reminded me, or I was hoping that it would be similar to. Have you guys played State of Decay? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of that loop. Is that is it similar at all? Where you're trying to like build up your bases and you know, uh, well, you build up your car. Yeah, that's you're the, you're building the your car, the magnum opus. So mm-hmm. like all the. Uh, the missions, especially at the first part of the game, are angled toward either going to find a cool a cool part to put in your car, or doing favors for people so that they will help you find a cool part to put on your car. <laughs> Doesn't he also basically like own a mutant slave who yes, fixes his he, car? Yes, he has, oh, a, he has a sidekick right? named Chum yeah, Bucket. Chum who's Bucket a, he's yeah. a hunchback. He rides on the magnum opus at all times, and if you stop the car, he will get out and start repairing it. Uh, he cars are his religion. So he just does this as its own reward. He believes that uh, Max is a, a saint uh, who's, who's prophesied to uh, lose his car, the black on black, and have to go find it. This is also the only time I've heard of Max's car referred to as the black on black. It is the last of the V8 interceptors, for fuck's sake. It is never oh, referred to as such. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, so Tom, you are actually Max, then? Yes, you are Max. Oh, okay. Tom Hardy you can Max? also upgrade. Uh, no, it's just like they didn't it's a pay generic, for the likeness. If it's that's a what generic you're Max. He looks yeah. like Ethan Mars from Heavy Rain. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, except that you can you can gradually upgrade his appearance and like I'm assuming get the cool leather jacket and shit mm-hmm. that Mad Max is known for. Right now, he's just wearing like a, a 
a ratty fucking sweatshirt or like something. That. But yeah, yeah, he's though. got yeah. he's got the the leg brace that mm-hmm. Max always wears, so that's kind of neat. But uh, I also appreciate like in as much as my my first look at the game was like on IGN's uh, streamed playthrough. And I was noticing a ton of Australian accents. It's like, all right, this is good. This Boy. is on the page it's supposed to be. And then I start playing and I hear a bunch of American accents, and, which is disappointing. But on the other hand, the main villain is named uh, Scabra Scrotus. So I kind of <laughs> like that. Good. And you're introduced to him. You, Max fights him and he's got like a little chainsaw on a pole and Max takes it from him and uh, starts bisecting his head in the middle. So he's got like a chainsaw halfway down his forehead and he picks up Max and throws him off. So he's apparently still alive <laughs> in spite of all that. Wow. Still villainous. Hmm. But I'm, I'm, the whole time I'm just saying, they're like, there's no way you could survive that. Come <laughs> on! <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty cool. He cut his head in half. Uh, I know the reviews were varied wildly for this game. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah, some of them, like, like the, the Metacritic average last time I, I looked at it. I saw eights, I saw fives. It's saw. hovering at a 79, mm-hmm. um, which uh, seems about like right. He's getting bonuses there. Yeah. 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 It's still in the green, dog. Uh, yeah, it's but, it's, in the but yellow. it's not over 80, 79 though. is yellow. Oh, no! Yep. Oh, everybody's fucked. Yep, everybody. <laughs> but, Cancel the sequel. <laughs> oh, how sad. But IGN loved it. Polygon hated it. Um... And, you know, I, th- I thought that, like, reading... Phil Collar's review was the first one I saw, and I thought his uh, his criticism sounded fair. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't hadn't played it, and I still haven't played to the point where I could verify them, but, like, that seems like, yeah, I could see that wrecking the game. But then, mm-hmm. like, other sites fucking loved it, so I don't know. Holding out... holding Withholding judgment until next week, but uh, so far, like, it's off to a boring start, but then it turns fun. And now, uh, what, Danganronpa, an, uh, yes. a, a, another? No, wait. Uh, it's uh, Ultra Despair Girls, but it's Danganronpa, uh, another episode. Ultra Despair Girls. Yes, yeah. yes. Which I really, I want to play. I, I just, I, I've had to choose Metal Gear this week over yeah, anything I else, can't believe I forgot that it was coming out. I need to buy it immediately. I, I, I had to choose yeah. between picture frames that my girlfriend made me buy, and I can't <laughs> have either. <laughs> what, what are you framing? A uh, bunch of awful animation cells <laughs> and some DuckTales <laughs> posters. So she made them buy, buy it for your stuff. Oh, you haven't been here in a while. You don't know that everything on the walls right now wasn't here a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will, I'll will warn you guys, uh, if you plan on playing Danganronpa ever, then don't watch trailers for Danganronpa another episode. Because since it takes place after the first game, you'll see who the survivors are, or at least Ooh, some of them. Yeah, and so you don't want that. you got to watch out for that. Just just know you should be playing Danganronpa. It's such, it was the best it. visual it was, it was novel like I've played. on sale for really cheap not too was long it, ago. Yeah. Fucking $20 for that thing. Like, no, is it fifteen? The lowest I've seen it at fifteen. Which for a Vita game, uh, a <laughs> Vita visual, well, no, a visual novel Vita mm-hmm. game, uh, uh, and one that's, that's worth, still a really hard sell. Fifteen, no, but like Danganronpa deserves to command, you know, twenty, thirty bucks. We're lucky to even have it, man. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have got these visual novels. We didn't get these visual novels four years ago. What we're getting yeah. are PlayStation PSP ports. I'll say, I, I, visual novel, just that as a game sounds awful to mm-hmm. me. Uh, it was a super hard sell. It was only because like Grim Everybody and Bob Mackie yeah, were like raving about it. And I finally decided like, oh, I have. Okay, I'll check this out. Mm-hmm. Could not put it down. Yeah. As soon as I finished it, I bought the sequel and played through that. Though, what the, was it about it? I'm not familiar. The characters, the characters, the characters, the the characters and like it's basically Phoenix Wright, mm-hmm. except okay. that. Uh, 
Imagine that But in Battle Royale. Yeah, but the conceit is Battle Royale where you have a group of students who are locked into a, a closed environment. First one, it's a high school. Second one, it's a tropical island. And they are told that they can never leave unless there is only one survivor. Mm-hmm. The Aww. trick is you have to kill someone, but you cannot be caught or proven guilty. If you are proven, if you are not proven guilty, then you, you get, get to, to escape. But uh, and so and then everybody else dies. Uh, and yes, everyone else dies because they they pick they, the wrong person as the guilty part. Mm-hmm. But it's they, also that it's hilarious because they're all yeah. everybody in the school is the best of something. Yes, like the best the best baseball oh. player and the best anime uh, fan, the best school spirit guy, yeah, the best it, fan it, fiction <laughs> writer. So it, uh-huh. they play a lot with tropes in like a really well. Really actually, fun they're way. not the best. They're the ultimate the gamer, ultimate. The, the ultimate, ultimate baseball player, the ultimate. That's why this is called yeah, uh, the ultimate yeah. fashionista. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that fashionista! Yeah, I said too much. Because mm-hmm. um, you guys don't seem to be big. I mean, you, I'm sure you guys play visual novels, but you never struck not, me as like visual novel no, fans. What Tyler is saying is like, why would you weeb out this hard without me? It's the only visual novel <laughs> I've played to. The Dong and Robbins are the only one that played to completion, though. After well, I guess you could say you know, Layton and Ace Attorney are kind of visual novels. They're mm-hmm. close. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I am really. You know what I. Steins Gate came out this week on the Vita, and I'm close to checking it out. Yeah, there's really a Muppet game out on the Vita, and i got to see mm. what that's about. Oh, so is that a gateway visual novel for you? It might be. I <laughs> think Danganronpa is a gateway visual yeah. novel. Yeah, I mean, I also downloaded uh, my first Otome game. I haven't played much of it after it. I called Hakuoki for... Uh, oh, that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Steins Gate was another game that came out this week. Were there any other new releases of note? Uh, Dear God, Muppets, I, uh, Grow Home. It was is the, the new voted uh, upon free PS yeah, free plus, PS game. plus game. game. It's nice um, to see the community, uh, the community, be able to vote for a game they get for free. It almost yeah. is insane. Yeah. Armello is out for PS4, which is a game that I have been very much looking forward to. I for prefer a while. Caramello. <laughs> Armello is like it's like a medieval <laughs> fantasy you. strategy right. game, but like all the characters are, I, I wouldn't really call them furries because they they look more like actual animals than furries, but uh, they're all animals in armor and shit. Uh, mm. Super Time Force Ultra is out on PS4 and Vita. Oh yeah, yeah. that's worth it. it. Taking King mm-hmm. out this week. Uh, it's I'm looking at GameSpot's listings mm. right now, and it does appear to be out for 360, according to those. Ew. Which seems like a weird place to launch. For some, I'm sure the there's more to this. It. Yeah. Uh, Disney Infinity is out as well. 3.0. And I am standing in front of you right now wearing the shirt I wore on the stream. It's and actually pronounced Disney Infinity 30 because that's no, your minimum <laughs> age of people who enjoy God it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, either way, I'm not buying it. But uh, it's it's... The games have never, ever been good. Mm-hmm. And I like the figures, and I like the idea that they're supposed to work in a game. But the, the games... I, the, 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 I hear the game is better, but the engine has aged so much as a three-year-old engine built to do everything in the world on a PS3. Um, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. Like I, I'm not... I don't have that. I guess I don't have that disposable income anymore to look forward to figures that I can play. By the way, mm. thank you, Nick, for sending me every amiibo. I want to say that yeah. somewhere. Oh wow! I oh well, hey man. As long as we're thanking people mm. about video game things, thank you, Daniel from mm. Japan, who brought all the way from Tokyo a yarn Yoshi amiibo just yeah. for me. Nice. It was so wow. very nice of him. Those won't be in America for a few another month. Mm. Another month. Mm. Yeah. And then I imagine plentiful. 
<laughs> Some will, I bet green will be plentiful. I bet I don't mm. bet every color will be plentiful. Yeah, well, green is bundled with the uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Wooly World, right? Mm. Yeah, is it? Oh, I think I, so. I was unaware of this. Hmm. Yeah, I don't feel special. Anyway, let's move along to. Liking all those anachronistic sound effects. Yeah. Obsolete technology on parade. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Deadpool coming to PS4 and Xbox Starting with One. Deadpool? Yeah. Oh, that's the first thing that came off my top of my head. So, yeah. Deadpool was out of print. Now it's back. It will. It is back in print on Steam, mm-hmm. and you can also download the 360 uh, version off the digital oh, store can. too. And uh, and now it'll be on PS4 and Xbox. And it came which, back to Steam, and I don't yeah. know what that means. Well, it means back in July they signed the contract, but they hadn't announced it. Well, the, no, no, I mean yeah. that like I I was uh, I think I bought Sleeping Dogs in a sale. We were all talking about Sleeping Dogs, and I go back to check my Steam account, uh, and it's like this game is no longer available. <laughs> and I like wait which which one is the new one or oh definitive edition of Sleeping yeah, Dogs? Like, yeah, like like they remastered it, but then like for Steam it was a little easier because it already looked better than the console versions, and they made new textures. I, I don't know, I was very confused. Mm-hmm. But uh, Deadpool did come back on a Steam, which is like it disappeared. What like three months after the release? Um, six months. <laughs> six months because it, it was a summer game, and then it was gone by the by, like by Christmas. No, yeah. the what was the same? It was the same January first disappearance that Marvel vs. Capcom went through. I don't want to think about that again. I, uh, I, yeah, I know you don't know what I'm talking about. It was but. tough to be there while it happened. Uh, hey, speaking of Capcom, mm-hmm. the word Capcom, a new Capcom game got announced. And, uh, for So Ace Attorney 6 mm-hmm. announced for TGS. It'll be playable at TGS. And in a surprise move, Capcom in the West already um, announced that it'll be Gil it's Western coming, It's getting localized. Uh, yeah. It yeah. probably won't come out at the same time, but I, I don't know of the last game they... Immediately said with the announcement, it will come to the West. Yeah, that might not have happened since like the like trial by like a, I like think a third trial game. by fire or whatever the fifth game was. Yeah, I think that did get um, confirmed. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the though I you know I know that's what everybody else said, but I kind of do want to play the one where he's Sherlock Holmes. I'm more interested to play Sherlock Holmes uh, Ace Attorney than than to be Phoenix again. That, well. but I know, I know. Well, my guess was always just that, like, they can't release it in Europe because the Sherlock Holmes license is a uh, tempestuous one mm. in, Wasn't in England. Wasn't Sherlock Holmes that porn star with the really huge dick? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Addicted to meth. Well, uh, yeah. also... Constantly fucking his sidekick, Watson. The penis is a foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was Tyler a wins. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody give him a trophy. <laughs> uh, give me a gong. That, has, <laughs> that joke has so many layers. That's great. Uh, layers most of them layers. made of dick. <laughs> um, XCOM 2 got delayed oh. to, to oh, next no. year, Man. February. Uh, and then also there's this weird... Thing. Wait, XCOM 2 got delayed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. They take all the E3 awards. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's a smart trick. That's a yeah. smart trick. Um, clever, clever. Also, I saw this funny bit that we didn't get Devil's Third here, and Devil's Third got very bad reviews oh, got everywhere else. And in Europe, it'll be out in December unless Nintendo of America has decided to, to change eh. their mind on that. Eh. But uh, I did see replies from Itagaki. Itagaki did not take it sitting down and had the mm. classic like. 
clearly they didn't know how to play this. They and didn't play my game right. This has a lot of online things to it, and you don't understand. Yeah, it. you have to when you play it. You need to be wearing sunglasses. That's that's <laughs> first and foremost. Oh yeah, and also the Resident Evil Origins collection got announced as well. There's a lot of like pre TGS announcements happening right now. Same with like um, Dragon Quest Seven for iOS got announced, which that's the only way I'll be able to play it. Dragon Quest Seven is the remake is through iOS and not 3DS. Fine, I'll do it, but not going to be happy about it. Mm. Um, and also, Quest tends to be whatever on whatever is the most popular platform at the time. Okay, so the problem with Dragon Quest in America is that there have been seven, and I'm not joking, seven Dragon Quest games released in Japan on the 3DS that have never come here. Fuck! And never will. Dragon Quest Seven, Dragon Quest Eight, Dragon Quest Monster Joker One, Dragon Quest Monster Joker Three, Slime Mori Mori Three, and I believe, and there's an Itadaki Street, and then Seven and Eight. Those have been both remade. It's like, hmm. yeah, it's like it's, and they probably never will come here. Well, if Sorry. it's coming to iOS, it means the it iOS can, one will come here. It means it's, it's getting localized. It very likely will, but be probably not yes. 3ds. Ever. No, mm. no, because that's a risk they won't take. I mm. bet, but. Uh, and then also, but speaking of things that came from Japan, that are in Japan that did come to America, Ooh. will the new 3DS regular size yes. is coming to America finally? I mean, who? I, I, I would say I do never, not buy I didn't that think one. it was going to come. No, look, I I prefer playing games on my XL, but I I do <laughs> I love, love them face plates. Those face, face plates, plates. Those face plates are great. I gotta say, I like man. I like skirts for my console. Exactly. It's, <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I need petticoats. I won't be playing things on it, but I'll be able to dress it all cute. When I can feel the wood grain <laughs> on my wood grain uh, cover, it, it is pretty good. It is pure class. Yeah. And and also, the new 3DS regular size is still bigger than an old 3DS, so you're still getting a size upgrade. Yeah, like, get the XL. But this one comes with uh, pictures of Shizue uh, no, no. on it. No, no, no. customize your desktop, your theme, or mm-hmm. and pay for that. Don't don't, don't buy another 3ds. Hey, if they were to release them, I don't know. I don't know why they did that to begin with. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, faceplates for the small 3ds. The oh, XL was like if XL. you actually if you actually want to play games on a bigger screen with better battery life, uh, you. Get the the one that plays games better. Why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you add the functionality for faceplates for XL? I, I mean I do get I, I yeah. do get that it's another expense. Uh-huh. But Japan assumed well everybody's gonna want the small one because they can put shirts on it. And <laughs> <laughs> that that won't work here at all. Yeah, I, I, I do not get it. I do not understand it. Uh, I think that oh, and also uh, the Mortal Kombat for X for three sixty oh, PS three just canceled. Not not oh, happening. Wow. Yep. Oh, that's. Right. But if yeah. if even Phantom Pain can come out for PS3 and 360, mm-hmm. why can't Mortal Kombat 10? Because it's made in Japan. X. <laughs> that's it. Well, because <laughs> everything has to be on a PS3 if it comes out in Japan. Yeah. I think they're I finally. That's true. I think they're finally starting to have games that are just PS4 in Japan. But pretty much every. Yeah, no one bought a PS4 or Expo in Japan, or not. Well, no one, they bought like, some PS4s. Not but a lot. Look at their software sales. It's abysmal. Yeah. So everybody's making it on all consoles. Mm-hmm. Well, and even on all consoles, like you got to put it, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's all the big news. There's also that weird thing with like the Amiibo. Deus Ex oh, is yeah. oh yeah, Shovel Knight Amiibo. Mm-hmm. That is a smart thing. Oh that, no, I did want to talk about the, well the Shovel Knight Amiibo that was cool. announced at PAX. It was really cool, and it also is this thing that like Nintendo can't offer a ton of things that Microsoft and Sony can't. 
One thing they can is mm-hmm. we'll let you make an amiibo and sell thousands of them to yeah. crazy people. And, then, and so, <laughs> well, I, I, I thought they. Well, I made a pitch a long time ago to a game company. Like, there is no reason. There will be no reason for a physical game. But I love the idea of going to buy a game in the form of an action figure. Mm. I mean, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? To, like, go like mm. I love Shovel Knight. I love Shovel Knight. I would love a Shovel Knight figure. And I would yeah. pay thirty dollars for a shovel knight figure. That's that's above action figure rates. Trust me. <laughs> uh, if I could if I could touch it to something and it would automatically download a game or in game content, which this is doing. But it, like when it was released, remember I said like, well this everybody like it's coming to Smash Brothers. I'm like this isn't it doesn't Smash Brothers has a uniform yeah, art. It doesn't it, have a Smash Brothers it. base. It, it's, the arts, it's yeah. Yacht Club Games licensing the Amiibo technology from Nintendo. Which they get to just make an amiibo. An American company licensing something from Nintendo, that's a huge new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that usually doesn't happen. But how rare mm-hmm. do you think it's going to be? How many do you think they'll get to I think to make? Shovel Knight's one of the rare games that can do that. No, uh, but I, no, but I mean, like, there's there's such a problem with amiibo rarity, mm-hmm. I wonder how rare this one's going to be. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, have imagined, I imagine they'll be able to meet demand. They'll probably have a pre-order program and only mm-hmm. produce as much as they need to, or... I'm sure they'll be better about it than normal Amiibos. Uh, um, yeah, sure. And I, 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 I like the idea of third party. That's such a great way for an indie game to boost its profile. Yeah, it's a $15 totally. game with a $15 awesome physical representation. I'd love a shovel. It's it very cool of Nintendo Can't of wait to spend almost $20 on something that doesn't move. <laughs> this is what your desk in your house looks like. You love those things. I, I do. do. I do. I do miss having a desk to put garbage on. We have, you, you are a Shovel Knight fan, aren't you? Like, yeah, I think yeah. we talked about like that. That was one of my favorite games of last year. And I might buy it again on the Wii U just to see mm. what the fuck it does. I just found it out... Do, it does unlock new things within... within Different things in the 3DS version and the uh, Wii U version. So I just found out some desk uh, decoration of mine that I wouldn't have thought of selling before has now quadrupled in value on eBay, and I'm kind of ready to sell it at this point. What's because, that? So uh, do you guys know Nendroids? Nendoroids? Yes. They're, yes. Yeah, they're these... Uh, in case you don't know... They're these super deformed, super cutesy versions, uh, little toys made by Good Smile. And they're really cool, super poseable. And they made a, a few for video games. And I own a ton for video games. And one of my favorites, though, I never took it out of the box because it comes with so many accessories that, you're, that are made to be lost. Uh, <laughs> the, the one I had was of Isabel slash uh, Shizue. From Animal Crossing mm. for the 3DS and Animal Crossing, and now it's worth 150 bucks. I ah, pay, really? Yeah, yeah wow. it's out of print. Nendoroids get out of print, and they're numbered so people, the collectors, really want them. And so, yeah. Oh, wow. By the Man. way, there's a there's a Nendoroid for Snake that is amazing. Like, and Ooh. it is totally worth the 60 bucks they're charging Speaking for. Speaking of accessories, holy shit! Yeah. Well, one of his accessories is a head that is his PlayStation One head. Oh, but, nice. Like, yeah. How can you sell that? <laughs> well, where am I going to put it? And it's not Mario. Like, it's not part of the Mario collection. So I feel, like <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't sell Teddy. Okay, of the Nendroids I own, I own, I own uh, Wind Waker Link. Yeah, I, own, I own Teddy. And I own She's Away. And She's Away, I'm sorry to say, she's at the bottom of that list. And She's Away is at the bottom. If, if Wind Waker wo- was worth, if yeah. Wind Waker yeah. was worth 150. If Wind Waker was worth one fifty, I'd sell him too. Not Teddy. I love Teddy too much, and I lost two of his faces. But uh, so there's well, no. You were going to mention the, the Deus Ex pre-order. Yeah. Oh yeah, those Deus Ex pre-order things, man. <laughs> That's a weird I, I don't scheme. No one about it, but I, like, if you pre-order enough, then if so, you oh, pre-order, God. 
and you get the right to then enter a contest where you pre-order. The more pre-orders they get, the more things that unlock for people. And if enough pre-orders happen, then you can play the game four days early. And mm-hmm. it's just oh, a that's weird. It's it's a different from four from an early. intellectual standpoint. I like wow this the Square Enix has found an interesting way to do pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody as a consumer, I'm like this is this is gamifying pre-orders, and that's gross. But I don't like a that. Steam has been doing this for years. I, I cannot wait to get the day minus four patch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, that's funny. I guess <laughs> it's pretty good. Seriously, yeah, you say that because I remember seeing some weird. I don't know how it stumbled into my like Twitter feed, but it was some like social media contest for like some web chocobo riding game oh, where. Yeah. If oh. it, but like, the value of the event would rise based on the number of retweets, which I feel is a more common yeah. kind of that's a thing. Or like Facebook, I've seen things where it's like, oh, if enough people like or share this, we'll release more yeah. stuff mm-hmm. about the game coming out, you know, a new screenshot or something. But huh. to see that apply to pre-orders. Yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw a bunch of things like every site in the universe linking back to their pre- never pre-order a game, which I understand that never pre-order a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, this is the Kickstarter model. It's just being done by a company for a game that's already coming out. Yeah. And the more people who contribute money to this thing, like, means, A, more people want it, we can do more things and offer you more shit. That's actually kind of cool. And, and then, like, on the other end, pre-ordering game is stupid, like, for a couple of reasons, and part of that being, like, paying for a game that's not finished. However, like, are you really that worried about a Deus Ex game coming from the same developer, from yes. the same publisher? But, I mean, yeah, it's it's extreme, but when mm-hmm. that does happen, people are like, well, wait, I made all these assumptions, and then the reviews came out, and it was bad, but I already bought it. Yeah, I just, and, I, like, that, as a consumer, that's not how I operate. If I like Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution that much, can't wait for the new one... I'm going to buy it no matter what the reviews say. Mm-hmm. And if you know that, and like we, I'm saying that we, when we if discussed, you know reviews are meaningless. Well, to, if, if you know now. a review is going to be meaningless to you as a consumer, yeah, uh, there is no real reason. Like, I don't like pre-orders. I don't do it, but it's not an inherently evil thing because, I, as I've tried to discuss in the past, it's like it's. Uh, like it's not the old media world. I was, I was listening to some interview about like, yeah, I put my movie out and it was in theaters for a year, and like that, that doesn't happen. Like a game is full price for about like six weeks mm-hmm. nowadays. I think with this console generation, we're seeing pre-orders uh, now have value added. We're getting yeah. the same stuff that Steam users have had for years, yes. and that we can now preload games. Mm-hmm. We can start playing them at nine p.m. the night before. We oh, don't yeah. have to wait in line for fucking bullshit midnight West Coast, launches. Baby, I do love that. <laughs> yeah, I like nine o'clock. Became they finally just directed. Really, yeah, is. nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, by the time I'm done with my fourth masturbation session of the day, I can <laughs> play my game. You're only on number four. Direction, yeah, yeah. I wake up at eleven yeah. now. You're falling that's, behind, bro. <laughs> bro, but uh, but it's a foot. I would never really recommend pre-ordering anything, but like there are certain things. Deus Ex being a good example of that. Like, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> what could go wrong with that game where mm. you'd be embarrassed that you pre-order it? It's hard to imagine. It is. So, yeah. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I was I was worried about Mad Max because <clears throat> I, I pre-ordered that. And that's another thing where it's like, I don't think that reviews really matter to me here yeah. because like, I want to play in that world so bad. Yeah. But then I, as it got closer to release and like the first few bad reviews started trickling mm-hmm. out, I was like, did I make a huge mistake? Is this going to suck? Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's just a terrible game with a license left on it. Fortunately, that doesn't seem to yeah, be the case. I, I, I never pre-order anything. But, uh, but working on the other side, it's like... 
instead of waiting for a year of a game's release to fund its inevitable sequel, the idea that, like, well, I love this that much, you can start financing a sequel that much earlier. Maybe not wait four years from the Deus Ex game. It's not as... I'm just saying, like, I don't pre-order games for obvious reasons, but it's not an inherently evil thing. And the internet was just like, like, dude, relax. Like, you're, you're, already, you're already talking about this game. Like, you're gonna buy it automatically. It's just, <laughs> it's just people enticing you for... To do things to unlock it early, which is cool. Speaking of the internet being blah, so Jimmy Kimmel, as you guys <laughs> oh, pointed yeah, out to me, made the mistake of making a joke at the expense of YouTube gaming. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and got then the idea of playing games, uh, watching people, people watching play people play. Games. Yes, yes, uh, which I can empathize with because no, we gotta have those YouTube views. Yeah, no, you're right. You're like, right. No, no, yeah. we're very entertaining. You yeah, all watch us. On Twitch. Great. He makes watch. he makes a statement in there that. Like, yeah, like I don't know. You can play the clip. Like, all like, right, it, it, he, let's hear it. This is the most disliked video we've ever posted to YouTube, and we've posted thousands of videos to YouTube. And the comments section is absolutely incredible. Uh, well, let's go through some of these. These are real comments from you, stupid fat boy. I guess that's me. People love watching people play video games. You're just mad because you will be jobless in a ye- one year, you stupid bearded gorilla. Okay. <laughs> Next one, Smurfy JCK. Yeah, effing kill yourself, you ignorant f. It's clear you have no clue what you're talking about, you irrelevant old man. <laughs> You're most probably just salty due to all these gamers and entertainers making more money than you. You need to accept what the world has come to. Some people enjoy watching sports. Some enjoy watching esports. Stop hating. Pronounce esports. Get your balls, tie them with thick fishing line, and jump off a cliff while your cat's in a blender, and the blender is being used to brush your teeth, you sarcastic mong. Sincerely, the entire gaming community. They to craft that statement. And I'll tell you, every once in a while, someone comes up with an insult I've never seen before. Um, like this one, Jimmy, you're a effing egg. Okay. I'll keep going. I like eggs. I'm all right with that. A lot of people wish death on me over this. Um, this one, <laughs> go hang yourself with that fat string of bacon in the kitchen, you effing degen. <laughs> I think it's short for degenerate. But then on the other hand, a lot of people opt not to wish death on me. They just wanted me to catch a disease. And this guy said, get cancer. <laughs> get brain cancer. That Jimmy Kimmel video is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Get AIDS, Jimmy Kimmel. Well, thank you. Some people attacked my wife, my daughter. Others came up with analogies. A gentleman named John Gomez says, yo, Jim, Jimmy Kimmel is an ignorant S. Watching streams is the same as watching NFL or NBA on TV. He low-key got me pissed. Uh, Zach O.C. says, yo, why did Jimmy Kimmel make an episode about NBA when he could just go play basketball? SMH. What is SMH? Shake my head. Uh, All right. (laughs) That's a questionable analogy because I'm not in the NBA. If I was in the NBA, I would go play basketball. I definitely (laughs) would. Here's another. This guy says, so I guess watching football is dumb because I could be playing it instead. Huh? At Jimmy Kimmel? Yes, it is dumb, actually. Watching people play football... (laughs) 
is dumb. I do it every Sunday. I know it's dumb. The guys I watch it with are dumb. They're all a bunch of dumb guys. But watching people play video games isn't like watching people play football. It's like watching people play fantasy football. It is one more step removed. I, don't I, like I do kind of agree with like the, the NBA, NFL thing. That isn't really relevant because not everybody can play in well, the NBA or NFL, no, obviously. No, but it, it, you're still watching a simulation of something that's football's barely real at this point there's too many rules and it's there like who cares like you're an expert on football no i'm just saying like i like i liked his acknowledgement like yes i watch the nfl and it's stupid and i know that and like and i watch streams and i make streams and i know it's stupid and like but i've never once cared at all and like i've never I, i don't feel bad sometimes people do you feel bad about shit you said on talk radar and like Sometimes, when uh, you remember what you said on top, some, sometimes. It, but part of it was like we were coming from an area of like gaming was not accepted by the mainstream. And from my my perspective now is that like games are mainstream. And if a guy makes a joke about mm. your stupid shit, I, that means to, you've arrived. It, it mean, not like they, but they threaten his wife and his child mm-hmm. and like well, let's make a statement like also when dude, I, you just made a joke about you why yeah, are gamers so fucking self-serious i, I don't like, think this is i don't think careful. this is i don't think this is helping the impression that the mainstream people have of gamers is and that's being very defensive and angry and and foul this is kimmel who's out of touch and he is shocked by like someone probably who makes jokes about everybody all the time and I am too. Why do you take yourself so seriously? Why well, so serious? I'll tell you why. Because this is like when Mad Magazine spoofs something you like and you get angry about it. Never's happened to me. I it never happened to you. It has happened to other people. If you read their letter column, there was always some dipshit angry because they did a parody of something. That means that thing you like is successful enough Kinda, to get yeah. the attention yes. of somebody who's in mm. mainstream comedy. Yeah. Also, they, they, when they said, uh, you're just mad they're making more money than you. No, PewDiePie, even PewDiePie does not make more money than Jimmy Kimmel does. <laughs> I'm just trying Jimmy to... Kimmel shouldn't make that, maybe shouldn't make <laughs> think, $10 million a year Thinking for of that. the reverse of like, Jimmy Kimmel's job is to make fun of everything. Yeah. And so YouTube, you guys hear about this? You hear about this? You hear about this? There's a YouTube gaming app to watch people while they game. I respect the sport and good luck to it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hilarious. That's not his job. His job is not to wish you well in your endeavor. I just I like I'd like to make the internet less of a shitty place and like just guys for real like it's a fucking talk show joke. And I, I wonder if this will get a bunch of comments and they'll read those and he can keep this going for weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, this is what Jimmy Kimmel wants too. By the way, he wants free jokes to tell to fill time. Then he doesn't have to write shit or film yep. stuff. So keep just watching. This. Gaming is not this. under attack. Uh, it's not. It's not. <sighs> How dare you say that? Jimmy Kimmel is destroying us, man. <laughs> hmm. And clearly we who speak on a video game podcast every fucking week for the last 128 weeks mm-hmm. hate video games and want them to die. Yeah, I'm, well, hey, maybe we're too, we're too inside our own hate that we don't realize that we need truth tellers out there to tell us well, mm-hmm. how we become jaded critics who only like games about... Uh, walking around in a lesbian's house. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I don't know much about streaming. I just looked at our YouTube views, and the highest viewed video we have this year is of fucking the Chipettes singing Diamond Dolls from the well, Chipmunks movie. The so second, I don't know what that says to the any, about any of us. The second most is us watching the PlayStation uh, uh, 
press conference, but by and a me shot. reacting big time to in excitement of announcements. Mm-hmm. I think he also just hit on the perfect name for a YouTube channel dedicated to walking simulators and mm-hmm. just walking around in a lesbian's house. Could someone <laughs> please make a, a good parody song, The Chipettes Diamond Dolls with Diamond Dogs? Mm-hmm. I would really appreciate that. There's if never only, been a better week if for If only it. there was a David Bowie song already by that title, The Diamond Dogs. Oh, are there? Yes. There, I don't know it. <laughs> it's... That's where the, the phrase comes from, Diamond Dogs. I, I don't play these like, games. There's to so to many Bowie. fucking Bowie references <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid Five that I'm frankly surprised it's, it just hasn't turned into a Venture Brothers episode. I think in the end they must have given <laughs> David Bowie like a million dollars for this oh, I'm game. I'm sure. I bet that's what really set Konami over the edge. They're like, we have paid David Bowie a million dollars for music. A million dollar well, budget that's for not David even Bowie. Him doing that cover of Men Who Sold the World that Uh-oh. played during our break. Okay. Uh, that is. Um, Midge, you're he's a, he's a, a Brit, order of the British Empire, whatever. <laughs> but it's a really good, really good cover. Um, we should really cut. We're we're running long. Yeah. So speaking of internet rage, it's time to move on to the community segment. You can't count the reasons you could stay. Um, last week's question of the week, as you may remember, was what is your favorite boss fight of all time? Barney sixty nine. Uh, was the first to post the thread, not quite following the directions, and it did not post the question. I'm sucking a dick while I'm sucking someone else's dick. I'm Barney 16. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he write that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not what it says. Although it's I linked in by I do I do kind of <laughs> this stri- maybe I'm misreading this, but it strikes me a little passive aggressive. Wow, another week and another hilarious episode from our favorite funny guys in the kitchen studio. I, for one, sure like the top five in the news segment, so let's get down to business. What is your answer to the question of the week? My answer is Mario. Remember to sign up to the Patreon. I can't wait for the quarterly LT poster. You sound cynical and that you lack all fun in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Hey, That's hey, a bit or mean. but could you read anything in that voice? Yeah, oh. joke, yeah, you can. <laughs> or he could have actually meant that. He could have. He could Mario have. was his favorite boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why are you guys so optimistic now? Like I, I, I want to times. I, I, I want to give him the. I want to get. It was the best of times. It was the worst. I'll say. It was the worst of times, and you know it, uh, Barney. I'll say, suck a dick. Preferably upside down and with another dinosaur. I just want to cut him a little slack. So, I thought it case. was Barney Rubble in a '69. Barney. Barney Rubble. I know Barney the dinosaur. You touch my balls. no. Cut him. Cut him some slack again, I'll Chris. Suck your dick, Barn, and you'll Chris. stick your finger in my ass. <laughs> You think you'll come fast? <laughs> this is uh, this is six beers talking. Uh, uh, yeah. at this point, <laughs> Chris, take your own advice and take a joke. No, yes. Bon, squeeze my balls while touching my nips. Bonnie, what's it? Just read the next thing. Yeah, I'm okay. never gonna come if you keep talking. Mon first alone <laughs> says my favorite goes to Stubbs the Zombies Police Chief break. Yes. Breakdance battle. That was great. Respect. It was about as fly as a Missy Elliott glad bag jumpsuit, yo. That was a great part. (laughs) To Mr. Sandman. Oh, man. So great. Uh, Rocket Baby Nate says, I would have to say the final boss from the Final Fantasy series. After putting in hundreds of... Are you all giving fucking sarcastic answers? Where did you team up against us to be mean? (laughs) 
We're just after, trying here, people. Yeah, uh, after putting in hundreds of hours, it all comes down to this final battle. With epic music and the increasing emotion of killing the boss for it only to change into something more badass, to the feeling of utter jubilation for finally killing that bastard, and to utter despair when you realize the game is over. Ganon from Ocarina of Time was pretty cool, too. Cool. That's probably a real answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to scroll down a little bit here. Ba 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 ba. Uh, Curious Quail says, Oh shit, in Beyond Good and Evil, there's a mission where you're in this factory and a giant alien monster jumps down from the rafters. In addition to having to use this uh, new disc-based shooting weapon as it bounces around in areas you can't get to, it, like every other boss in the game, counts towards a sub-quest involving photographing wildlife. I remember how satisfying beating the fucker felt, only to realize I'd forgotten to take the damn photo and had to reload (laughs) a save. But it was still fun. Maybe I'm weird. It's no suplexing a train or anything, but I love that fight. (laughs) See here. Uh, Badger Noonan says... For me, it's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! does such an excellent job of building up to the final boss. They even put the what amounts to a fake ending after you beat Super Macho Man. And then he uh, put in a picture of the newspaper that says, New Champ! That's uh, a good one. Read one here. Doc Suave, or possibly Doc Suave, says, The reboot DMC had so many good ones. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed the final one-on-one battle with Virgil. It had an emotional weight to it, and its difficulty was just right. Tough, but fair. Uh, Soren7550 says, For me, it's got to be Champion Lance from Pokemon Gold, Silver, Crystal, <laughs> and its remakes, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. The whole game builds up to this fight, and when the theme, his theme kicks in, you know it's on. I really love Dr- Lance, too, because... Oh, wait, actually, this continues. And what's that? He fights with a team of dragons and dragonoids? How badass is that? Little baby Soren, me, was so damn happy and proud when I finally beat him. I wasn't very good at the game at the time. And seeing those credits roll made me feel so accomplished. And uh, Triscuitable says, Pretty much any fight in No More Heroes or Mad World, but because it's easy, I'll say Destroy Man because his theme is amazing. Oh, man. His theme in No More Heroes 2 is equally awesome. Stabby Joe says, The cyber demon from Doom, the first real sense of dread and peril as the seemingly unstoppable beast's loud stamping gets closer and closer, running from its blast that can kill you in the blink of an eye. <laughs> right, it has a rocket launcher. I'm sorry, I just was that inflection in the, in the blink of an eye. Right. Here's one from Helium Spoon, and I, I, I like this one Persona 3. Oh. Throughout the game, you are tasked with defeating 12 powerful shadows. You are told that by doing this, it will destroy all shadows and save the world. However, after defeating the final shadow, it is revealed that you have inadvertently brought about the apocalypse. You are then given a month in game time to train as hard as you can to prepare for the final battle with death. The final boss takes about an hour to beat and is very difficult. This yep. is all true. In Persona 3, you had very little control over what actions your party members took. Ugh. This led to situations where you would use an attack you knew would have no effect because you had tried that before on your last run with the boss or refused to heal you. It took me three tries and about two and a half hours to finally beat him. In the final stage of the battle, you see all the people you had met throughout the game lending you their strength. Just like when Goku borrows energy from every living thing in the solar system to use the spirit bomb. Love the analogy. Also, it has really good music. 
I agree as well. Yeah. And he put in some YouTube videos of the boss fight. And a great animated gif of <laughs> Batman and Robin nodding. That's right. Uh, FR Duff, which I've decided to pronounce as Fister Duff, <laughs> says uh, Dark Souls 2, the pursuer, hands down. He just shows up as an optional fight early and is the first real challenge. Just when you think, finally, I'm free now, he shows up again and again in different settings that mix up with what strategy you need to use. Dark Souls 2 is usually criticized for having either bad bosses or repeat bosses from the first game, but the Pursuer is unique, where each encounter is purely situational. That's true. The Pursuer is a great boss. He's a fucking an asshole. He's really hard to beat. Here's one of my favorites from uh, BearJew30. The catfish, the catfish <laughs> from Castle him. Crasher. The castle, uh, the catfish from Castle Crashers will always be oh. a highlight for me. I remember the first time seeing it when I was doing a blind playthrough with some friends, and we all had a great and hearty laugh at the terrible pun it represented. Uh, I, I did want to read um, Schnazzy ones. Uh, so my favorite is the final boss sequence of Kirby's Adventure on NES. Uh, just a surprise of finding out the final boss wasn't King Dedede. Uh You have the wonderful classic King Dedede fight from the Game Boy with color and flair. Uh, that was enough to make me happy. Then it suddenly escalates without warning. The battle continues. You are flying through the air, battling a Dracula tornado-legged guy. Uh, my mind was blown. <laughs> this was after the SNES came out, and I was uh, I was behind the times. Uh, ended up with my buddy. Uh, my buddy's copy who recently upgraded uh, that feeling of the bait and switch and the nothing I'd ever experienced before in games uh, my 11 year old mind was blown not only had I encountered one of the first games I had ever beaten with uh, without Game Genie but it was a huge surprise to me that feeling of accomplishment uh, as I finally beat him I'll never forget and Skeletor's Pimp Kane says and I, I, this is great uh, Bowser and Mario 64 was one of my favorite Boss fights. Finding uh, finding out that I needed to, what I needed to do in executing it was really satisfying and impressed my two younger brothers. I uh, hate to keep harping on Metal Gear, but the f- fighting the boss in uh, Snake Eater was awesome too. Hmm. Surprised more people didn't follow in Arch Knight's footsteps and talk about Shadow the Colossus. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Arch Knight says Colossus Thirteen, the Sky Dragon from Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, this is the fight that convinced me I had to get this game. Mm. There had been some there had been some big grandiose fight in action games before this, but at the time everyone was using QTEs to accomplish their cool look bosses. But in Shadow of the Colossus it was all up to you to chase this furry stone eel dragon on your horse in this massive desert, then climb along its back to stab it to death. And the music is just excellent. I, I agree with all of that, and that is also I think one of the saddest boss fights. It's also mm. like the biggest colossus in the entire game by mm-hmm. a pretty hefty margin. Uh, but Herpus McDerpus followed up on that and said, <laughs> that fight perfectly encapsulates the feeling of riding up next to a train and jumping onto it for a train robbery. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, I agree. Uh, and I, Last one is, is Zap Rousdower. Probably Wart from Super Mario Brothers 2. I love getting the veggies and hiding behind uh, him in perfect safety, waiting for that bastard to open his mouth. In order to cram a healthy ass on you, you can hide behind. Man, oh, yeah. I never thought of that. Oh, yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, you can sit in one spot and dodge all his bubbles. Jump up, grab uh, a vegetable, hide behind him, dude. Wow. You got, I, I got to do a, finish that Mario Two MLG yeah. series mm-hmm. I was working on. Well, <laughs> did you read that in like Nintendo Power uh, Tips and Tricks? I thing rented or? it every weekend, and I became obsessed with Mario uh, Two. I'm I am excellent at Mario Two. Nice. Uh, I want to read one more from Ghost Little. 
because I think Michael Grimm would kill me if I didn't. Uh, the first encounter with Ozil in God Hand is a goddamn ball. <laughs> first, learning to play God Hand is like trying to teach a chimp to play Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough game to master. Second, with that in mind, Ozil is your expected Capcom slash Clover slash Platinum Hero versus Villain mirror match. Think Dante versus Virgil. So now you're in the fastest and weirdest hard action game against a CPU opponent with a very similar moveset. Tons of dodging, timing your super, and building your moveset to counter Ozzles demands your brain to holistically fold around the game's systems. While not the most difficult fight, it's the most fun, and a true test if you will be able to stick with the game. Cannot recommend God Hand enough if you're a psycho for gonzo action games. If That's a great way to describe like, it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forgot about God Hand. How can you forget about God Hand? It's great. It's that best. was one of the first video projects I think I did at Games yeah. Radar. Oh, wow. I made a spanking video. Oh, yeah, nice. I nice. <laughs> I re- yeah, wow. I remember watching that. Uh, that was ages before I was ago. there. But ages I, ago. Yeah. I recorded so much footage of people getting spanked. <laughs> New question of the week. Assuming you were born at the time... What was your favorite PlayStation 1 game of all time? Uh, again, has to be PlayStation 1. Um, I think mine is still Metal Gear. Honestly, Metal Gear Solid. Mm. It, it holds up beautifully. Uh, my memories of it are uh, the sort of nostalgia that I like to bathe in, like a warm ray of sunshine on a cold day, <laughs> uh, even though the game itself is very, very cold and set in the Arctic. Mm. Uh, Parappa the Rappa uh, for me. Yeah, because yeah. it's like an it's an album you can put on at any time. Also, really. seriously considered uh, that and Um Jammer Lammy for this list. Uh, um Jammer Lammy. It's a. I wouldn't pick that one, even though it's more stuff. I just like the song. It's also more, more Parappa. Parappa. Yeah, the Parappa actually the Parappa's rhymes like he he his rhymes ain't great in in Um Jammer Lammy, but. Uh, I, oh, yeah, put it on the fire. Science this on? has been the one desire. He, he didn't drop any good science in I'm Jammer Lammy. That's true. Uh, but no, yeah, Parappa the Rappa is just a great... I could play... It's it's really only an hour long, but you can just play through it constantly. And it's the visuals still look great, you know? they still. I'm sure some textures don't look good, but it's 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 where it's at, dog. <laughs> uh, I know, Literal I, dog. I'm sure I can think of something more obscure and something I've played more, uh, but... One, Twisted Metal was my gateway to the PlayStation. I was mm. not interested. Uh, and I was not interested in the PlayStation. A lot of all. people fucking love Twisted Metal, especially Twisted mm-hmm. Metal 2. And Twisted Metal 2 is my favorite. Because I, I can't... Like, learning that there are... There used to be a freeze power-up in the first game, mm-hmm. and you just executed it any Isn't time. It like, left-right up? Yeah, and like, and, like, learning that, like, like not being told that by the manual, or learning that you can explode the uh, Eiffel Tower, which then leads to a ramp where you can find a nuke. Finding that out with four of my friends is is like a gaming memory. I can't. There, it, it's it's nothing I'll ever be able to recreate. Mm-hmm. Like four people figuring out how to do this shit live. I, I don't know. I, I wish we could. I wish we had more experiences like that. Like a figuring out a secret instead of watching somebody play yeah, it on yeah. YouTube and see that. <laughs> yeah, and like figuring figuring out how to destroy the environment a little better and all taking turns at Calypso and it turns out he's not the last boss and like man, it was that was really fun. Twisted Metal two and I, I probably played. A lot of PS1 games more, but like that, the memories of Twisted Metal with my buddies and I, ah, irreplaceable. I want to say uh, Street Fighter Alpha. Ooh, wow! Because the first one or three? The first, the first one. Oh, because wow. mostly because I just have so many strong memories of like my 
super tight friends from when I was that age, and we kind of that was the game I kind of associate for when we moved from going together to the arcades to mm. going to our friend's house mm-hmm. to his living room. And I remember specifically, my we mom had, bought me a TV for my room. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I, remember, nice. I remember specifically. There was one moment where she w- says it's for porn. <laughs> Continue. But we had a, a, one friend who was um, a super hardcore button masher, mm. and another friend who was super hardcore precision mm. combo mastery. And I remember a moment where uh, the precision player he was he pulled off the raging demon move from Akuma. It's like oh, a complex fuck. string of actions, and the That's the button easy. masher guy he was cornered. There was no mm-hmm. hope for him. <laughs> I have never seen this before in the history of Street Fighter. He threw the precision guy out of the oh. Raging Demon animation. Wow. He threw him. I don't know. I, don't, I've, I didn't think that I was... Sw- I thought you, you touched the Raging Demon animation and you died. I want to say that maybe he was just out of range also by a pixel. Also instant hell so murder. Like he ended the cycle and... I don't know, I don't know how, but it was, huh. it was, it was my Again, esports moment before esports was pre, a thing. Pre-modern <laughs> console, you'll always, like in a new game, you'd always be able to go back and look at it and check the tape, see what happened. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I love instances like that where you like, will we ever be able to recreate yeah. that moment? I don't we know. We were screaming. Everyone I was screaming know. through the roof. He got thrown out of the Raging Demon. <laughs> I don't, I've Dang. never seen it happen. Again. That's amazing. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to arbitrarily change my answer to MBK because I don't think that game ever yeah. gets enough attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and and uh, do you guys know what MDK stands for? Murder, Death, Kill. No. I know. Do, do you know? I did know that it's not what it stands for. Uh, but do you know what it does no, stand for? No, Michael. Mission mm-hmm. Deliver Kindness. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's just murder, death, kill. It because is murder, you are killing kill. fucking everything. Mm. I mean, it, like, it, that was mentioned in a movie, and that game came out with that title almost immediately. Yeah, the movie was Demolition Man. What? God, it was. That's I hate right. myself so Demolition much. Demolition Man. Ugh. You don't know what the seashells are for? <laughs> no. No, I don't. No, no, go use them at the Taco Bell. <laughs> President With your murder, death, kill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is your favorite PS1 game of all time? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. And uh, whoever starts the thread while posting the question along with your answer, serious answers, please. You know, I, I like the jokes, but, <laughs> you know, be, be humorless along with us. Um, no gets read first on next week's show, or you can comment... Uh, in the comments under the article for episode 128. So that's been our show. Who wants to go out with some plugs? Christopher does. Because I have to pee. So Actually, bad. let's let's let Tyler go. Oh, first. go for it, Tyler. Oh, what is this Before plug for? Tunes out, uh, what, whatever, whatever you, you want plug. people to pay attention to. Oh, um, keep an eye out for more news about Total War Warhammer Ooh. in a couple weeks. Baby, um, exciting. Uh, I want we. we uh, Lasertimepodcast.com, obviously. And Dave Dave and I posted a video that oh, was, yeah. was behind the scenes, inside baseball, literally teaching Dave how video production was done. Uh, but it nice. was it, it, it falls in line. We wanted to do a couple things for the PlayStation 1 uh, anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Toshin Den ring out videos. So in Toshin Den, uh, Battle Arena Toshin Den, uh, you could win a match and you would do a victory dance. 
but it didn't model in where the ring was. So you can fall out of the ring in the middle of your victory no, no, dance it, after uh, you yeah. It did model in where the ring was, but you would celebrate where you were standing last when you won. Yeah, and the, the characters yeah. automatically scream and fall to their death while, while Win <laughs> is on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, that it's was a, really great. The compilation of all the characters doing it. I know no one has to care, but like David mentioned that he used to do that with his, his brothers, and I'm like, we got to recreate that. We did, and it's up on uh, YouTube.com slash Network. This week's Laser Time, uh, in honor of Aqua Teen, is all about uh, animated endings that matter. Like, mm-hmm. there, a lot of our favorite animated shows never got a legit finale, no closure, and we're trying to talk about shows that did, because Aqua Teen, for a second, gave us closure in a last yeah, episode. Yeah, no, it did. Let's just it, say it did. Uh, it did. Well, also, this week, we've stream, we're have we doing this stream stuff, and you can catch the uh, backlogs of them on YouTube, uh, on the YouTube channel, and we did... We did uh, Metal Gear Solid. We did Metal Gear Solid Five. We're going to be doing Hellboy, or we did Hellboy, and uh, the first of our Super Mario Month uh, on our Nintendo streams uh, Thursdays this this mm-hmm. month, three p.m. Check them out. And also, K Price's comic book podcast I do every week. Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling podcast, and VG VG Empire. Which mm-hmm. oh man, I I owe Brett something from that. I need to do that. Oh, all right, tomorrow. As always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. And uh, I'm also doing some cool stuff at UB Blog. Uh, my second installment of what I hope will be an eight-part series on that what was made lovely, each. Lovely, by the way. Thank you. It was really good. Thank I'm you. sorry. I meant, to, I meant to like tweet that out. That was really awesome. The uh, history. Uh, yeah, we, our our video production people. Where it all did, started, or what? It, yeah, how it all began. How it all began. Sorry. Uh, the next one is uh, how the series evolved. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through with each game in the series. Talk about what it brought to the table that was different and unique. And uh, I think it's turning out really cool so far. I think you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. think Hulk Hogan's a racist anymore. How about you guys? Well, I think it helps. I think it helps him that another guy who's in the WrestleMania main event has been arrested for murder now. So, oh Jesus, Superfly Jimmy, 30, a thirty-year-old oh, yeah. murder. No way! Yeah, yeah. A murder that occurred thirty years ago. Yeah, like in the eighties. Oh, yes, yeah, so in nineteen eighty-three, his uh, he his girlfriend was found unconscious after falling into something and then died afterwards and they're like yeah she had a cracked skull and somebody threw her is what they said and then for some reason it just got repeatedly hitting a stationary object so not being hit by a bat and so yeah the and then it's just just getting dangerously close to wrestling it kind of got swept under the rug uh, anyway (laughs) all right